Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet on. Tonight, on the Midnight Train podcast, we're heading back to the supernatural and discussing the story of the Union Screaming House. What the hell happened there that made a man run away in utter fear? Listener discretion is advised. So, if you crap your pants, don't blame us. All aboard. The worms play pinnacle on your snout. They eat your eyes, they eat your nose as you begin to decompose. A slimy beetle with demon's eyes chews through your stomach and out your sides. Your stomach turns rancid grease and pus pours out like melted cheese. Hello, passengers! And welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Well, what's that mean? Well, you guys, if you listen, you've been here before, you know what it means. We make fun of and joke about creepy stuff while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. That's somehow fitting, and I'll take that. (laughs) You're from West Virginia, right? right? I'll take it. I'll take it all all day. There you go, buddy. And with me... Always are my co-hosts, Mr. Moody and Logan. Hello. <laughs> yes, we both get the boo. We, uh, tough crowd today. We're not even, we're like a minute in. Did you guys yeah. notice that when I changed it up just a little bit, I said creepy stuff? Yes. Stuff? Yeah. yeah. I like stuff. I'm trying to tone down my language. I like stuff you. and things. Yeah. You like stuffing things? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly, mostly cakes with creams, like Twinkies and stuff. <laughs> that doesn't sound any better. You stuff them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you beautiful bunch of dark passengers if know you're still, with us. you're still with us. You know we're just a bunch of musicians and buttholes that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious. It's, uh, poop shoots. Yeah, poop, poop shooters. <laughs> And uh, we want you to know how much it means to us that you're listening right now. And if you're new, welcome. It's very nice to have you. And we hope that we don't offend you too much and make you go off onto Twitter or wherever it is and say that we swear too much. Well, that's John. Yes. Uh, I don't care if we offend you. So fuck off. Right. And immediately I was actually going to say, I'm just kidding. And fuck you. (laughs) Right. That's our way of saying that we love you, though. Right. That is true. That is true. That's why fuck, I fuck. say that to my kids all the time. Right. <laughs> so your reviews don't, don't call child services, please. <laughs> your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. Uh oh, what? Speaking of reviews, oh god, we got a new one. Oh yeah. Did you see this one? I, I don't think so. All right. I don't get the thing anymore. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Oh, that's not because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, all right. We got uh, uh, we got a we got a good one here. It's a five star. Nice. Oh. And uh, the reason I'm reading this is because it made me feel good about it. Okay. It says. Quote, love these boys. I'm a fellow podcaster who loves to curse. Ah. If I could do a crossover with these guys, I would be so happy. Great content, and they do their research. And that was from uh, Apple Podcast, Alicia M. So, Alicia. Get a hold of us. If you're out there, get a hold of us. Yeah, the Midnight Train let us know, podcast. Let us know about your podcast, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, you can go to the, the MidnightTrainPodcast.com or go over to um, just send us an email at uh, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Let's let see us what know about your podcast, about. and uh, you know, we definitely want to check it out. You know, help spread the word. Maybe we can just sit sit around and just use as many swear words as we possibly can. Right, together. dude. You know? It's like, fuck. 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 Shit. <laughs> fuck. Dick. <laughs> Farts. Cunt. 
Oh, whoa. Rough. Is that whoa. too far? Is whoa. that the one that took it too far? Wow. <laughs> I just, well, all the women just stop listening. So. <laughs> yeah, Actually, if you want the women to stop listening, you just got to say moist. Ew. Ew. You did <laughs> that, didn't you? you <laughs> Why did do it. people hate that word so much? <laughs> that one and ladies, panties. <laughs> that word's hilarious. Yeah, panties. It's very close to pancakes. Wait, wait, wait you do yours again? <laughs> moist. <laughs> panties. <laughs> Uh, You can tell we haven't been together in a while. Oh, I love it. All right. So listen, give us a five-star review, especially after that. And thank you very much. Uh, Alicia, is that her name? Yes. With an E. E E-L-I. Yes. E-L-I. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, Alicia, for giving us a a five-star review and for saying that, you know, the the fucks are given and we love them. Thanks a fucking ton. That's right. We fucking appreciate it. (laughs) And let us know what your podcast is. I'd love to check it out. Absolutely. Please. You're super awesome. Please get in touch. Now, listen. You can leave any review you'd like, obviously, and you can also help and just go on Spotify and your radio and moist with your panties. <laughs> <laughs> go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you, when you're there, just type in the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar and click the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they are released. And Patreon subscribers, just, you know what? You guys did get the, the Cotton Mather one. We are, listen, as soon as I get the, <laughs> the EMF audio back from the Ghost Hunt... They're the ones that did that song, right? Unbelievable. Oh, no. I mean, yes, they were. But, oh. but anyway, we'll talk about the ghost hunt later on after yeah, right. at the end definitely, of the episode. Definitely. It was actually really cool. Sweet. And uh, we have also got some other really cool bonuses coming. And if you yep, want to yep. check out those bonuses that are specifically for our Patreon subscribers, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast or head on over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. Pick up some cool merchandise while you're over there. You know, like Moody's actually wearing the Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt right now in the studio. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, awesome. Baby. I'm actually very proud of that shirt. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I'm very proud of that shirt. I, I designed the majority, um, no wait, all of the shirts. So when I see. because you don't let me do it. Please design the next one. <laughs> you got <laughs> it, pal. All right. Promise? Yep. Promise? It's going to be the greatest. No help from Danny, though. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I will design the next shirt. Nice. The next it's gonna shirt's going to be a Moody out. original. All right. I do have some other shirts that we talked about last time coming up, which are going to be awesome. I sent you that one. What was it? Uh, speed. Speed Impossible. <laughs> speed <Yes>. Impossible. <laughs> Catching doofies. <laughs> the Speed Impossible shirt's going to be amazing. Yeah. So anyway, while you're over at the, uh, the website, you buy some merchandise. And uh, also, you know, with the, the Patreon thing, we are going to start giving 10%. Yes. Once we hit 100 producers, so 10% of everything we bring through Patreon, it's going to go to a charity that our listeners, our Patreon listeners, and uh, producers, they decide on. Yeah, you guys are going to get to choose where it goes. And we're going to try to switch it up every month, I think. I right? think every month yeah. we should do something different. Yeah. So we can pick a new one. You guys get to choose where, you're, where your hard-earned dollars Absolutely. get to go. So it's a good way to uh, keep us running and give to charity at the same time. Absolutely. Plus, I mean, I mean, it's just you get bonuses. You do get bonuses. You give to a sometimes. good cause. You help our hey. <laughs> you help our goofy asses fucking keep trying and keep yeah, moving forward and whatnot. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, if you want to hear about the horrible shit that's going on with the uh, video, please wait till the end. We've decided to keep all that kind of stuff to the end of the uh, podcast now. So yeah, we're uh, already running long. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, sign up over on our official Facebook group page. It's fun. It's really cool. And, yeah, it's a good time. And lastly, before we get into this, yeah, you know the movie quote drinking game. Ooh. Every time we uh, have to throw a quote from a movie out there, you got a drink. Yep. It's that easy. I like it. And yep. the best part is, 
Dad gets to drink as well, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Every time there's a movie Why don't quote. you tell everybody what you're drinking today, John? All right, just, just real fast so we can get into this because I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. It's, it's going to be super creepy. Um, <laughs> fucking Moody <laughs> decided to post a video, and if you're following our social media, you probably saw it, where um, I got caught up, and we'll talk about that later. I got stuck in Dallas. You liar. I know, I, I did, and oh, God, I don't even want to get... I told you. Anyway... It was horrible, and he says basically because of my penance for be, uh, being stuck in there. Because which, you guys have to wait for this episode. Because you had to wait for this episode. I have to drink a <laughs> shitty 40. However, he did not find... I couldn't find the 40. The 40, but I am... Still got uh, you the 24. I'm still looking at a big-ass can of Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> yes! So there's that. that. Could be delicious. <laughs> so I'll be Smooth drinking that tonight. Colt 45. Yes. Does it every time. Billy D. That's right. So, all right, let's turn down the lights, adjust our seats. Could have been worse. I almost bought you a bottle of Boone's Farm. <laughs> oh, I actually, that was the first time I ever got drunk was on Boone's Ugh. Farm. Yeah, it's not good. I drank two bottles and didn't get drunk. I just had a massive sugar in Yeah, it. it's, it's so bad. It was the first time I ever got drunk. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Adjust our seats. Uh, yeah. Grab a drink. And let's get spooky, but spooky. first, here is a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. like the new Katy Perry. Hey, you got to crack that cold. Oh, 45, yeah. I got, I'm cracking my cold 45. Oh, Fingers. yeah. It's going to be so good and refreshing. Oh. <laughs> Bottoms up, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that is so gross. Oh, my God. Corn tastes like corn syrup and acetone. That's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> Did you have one before me? No, <laughs> no. Oh. Not that dumb. Oh man, what is that weird aftertaste? <laughs> it's the forty-five. That's called depression. Is what that is. Yes. Delicious. So cold forty-five is what I'm drinking right now. Anyway. And I promise I will drink it and have it done before the end of the episode. That's right, you will. I am a man of my word. I will, I will make sure of it. I know. It's not even your word. I'm forcing you to I'm do it. I'm a man of Moody's word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, we're going to start this thing off with a story. We're talking about the Union Screaming House in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Union, Missouri. Right? It is in Union, Missouri. And it is an amazing story that I actually got the idea to do this episode is because I heard another podcast touch on it. And they did a little thing yeah. to it. And I'm like, man, I really want to dive into this further. On a side note, I, I listened to like three other podcasts on this. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm not obviously going to name any names. But <laughs> they were not good. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Just had to throw that out. It wasn't Alicia's podcast, though, because obviously hers is amazing because she has great taste. Absolutely. Right. I mean, no, just I, saying. There was nobody named Alicia on any of them. Okay, well, that's good. It was all dudes. Thank God. <laughs> Wouldn't it be dudes. fucked up if one yeah. of them was like... <laughs> I wouldn't have mentioned it if that was the case. <laughs> All right. I heard the greatest podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to be reading a firsthand account, first and foremost. Yeah, this is from the mouth of the man. The mouth who of lived the man it. who actually lived through this. And apparently there have been other people that have gone through whatever, but this guy actually decided to write what happened to him. Yes. All right. So this is from Stephen Lachance yes. in 2004. So this was, all right, real quick preface to uh, this was. Um, this happened in 2001 is when the incidents happened. The incidences. <laughs> incidences. Uh, and he wrote this in 2004 on an internet like forum or something like that in his own story, whatever. And then later he would come out with a book 
I think in 2007-ish. Right. Uh, called The Uninvited. Correct. And um, I read, I leafed through that. Leafed? Leafed you, online. Because I, 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 P- I found a PDF <laughs> online and trying to read that shit is annoying on a phone. And, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> so there was a couple of differences that I noticed in the book from this story, which we could touch on later, but, you know. Hold on a second. So this was, this was originally posted online, uh, his story that he originally posted online in 2004, yeah. I'm actually going About to take a picture and post this up on uh, yeah, buddy, on Instagram right now. Wait a minute, why don't we do this? Oh, why don't you post it for it? There you go. No, 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 oh, no, no. What are we doing? Oh boy. <laughs> By the way, if you drink cold forty-five, please have your entire life evaluated. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you ain't kidding, pal. Yeah, because oh my god, there are better beers. I saw people place. saying like Steel Reserve <laughs> and everything else. Steel Reserve. I can actually drink Steel Reserve. This is rough. Yeah, no, this is gross. Are, are, are you are you snapper chatting or no no no? I'm just taking a picture. Are you twittering? Is that no. what it's called? Twittering. Are you ready, Logan? You're smart. It's, Go ahead. Bottoms up, man. Tweet. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, there's no chug in this. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That just hold, just hold it. Give me one. Give me just hold it next to your pretty face there. Mm, it's so gross. <laughs> See what I do for you Damn people. It, All right, you ready? Yeah. Go. Hey, you good? Hey. Fuck off. Okay. I love how everyone just fucking like blasted me too. Everybody like <laughs> I literally started this thing and started building this community and getting everyone, you know, making sure we're every week we have a podcast for you to listen to and you motherfuckers wanted me to drink some nasty shit. <laughs> you fuckers. That's and that's the that's the better of the options that I had, Ugh. but I couldn't find the other ones that I wanted to get it you. It tastes like it's literally melting the inside of the can. It probably is. Anyway, moving on. So this is his account. This is Stephen Lachance. This is his account here. So yes. starting here, and we'll let you guys know when it's over. It goes for a little <clears throat> bit. So Yeah, yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? I used to be like many of you. I was a true skeptic, a true disbeliever. That was me until three years ago. Now I do believe. I wish I didn't. It would be easier for me to sleep at night. Even now, three years later, I'm still woken up in the night by the memory of the screaming man, the child in pain, and the dark, ghastly image that turned my world upside down and changed my beliefs forever. I do believe in ghosts. That's pretty, pretty bum. Insta- yeah, I, dude, 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 I'm good. getting a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little chilly from this. Little, dude, I'm telling you, man. 45. Yeah, and dude, and I've read this. I've, yeah, my God. I've actually read this numerous times, and each time it gives me fucking chills. Yeah, man. So, moving on. It was in May 2001. I needed desperately to find a place for myself and three children to live in Union, Missouri. Our lease was up at the apartment where we had lived for two years. I was a single father, and I was about to find myself and my children homeless. Like many, I had answered just about every ad in the newspaper for rentals. One evening, I received a call from this woman telling me about this house. She said it was a rather large, old house that was in very good shape. She invited me to open uh, to an open house, which was to be held that coming Sunday. Sunday rolled around. You can't imagine the surprise when my daughter and I rolled up in front of this large, old white house. We walked in. The smell of cookies baking hit us immediately. Booty just looked up and perked up. God, I'm so fat. (laughs) Uh, They hit us immediately upon entering through the front door. To our surprise, we were standing in the living room with cherubs surrounding the top of the walls all the way around the the room. All the original um, woodwork was intact, and a large wooden po- uh, pole. Damn, I can't talk right now. Ran, I'm thinking of cookies. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> you mean right now? <laughs> a large wooden pole ran to the ceiling, creating a divider which separated the living room from the family room. 
The house had two floors with three bedrooms and a large family kitchen with a mudroom that led to the back door. The upstairs bedrooms had a breezeway that could be ex- accessed from all rooms. So it sounds like a nice house. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. It's, got, it's like an old old house. It's, it's got nice cherubs on the top. Cherubs. So, you know, Smashing Pumpkins is... Cherub Rock. No? Anyone? No, I get it. Just was... Okay. Anyway. People just <laughs> like... This right cherubs now. are just like fat babies, though. I was a... That's what cherubs are. Oh, that's a cherub? That's what I'm saying. It's like, a statue of a fat baby. Who gives a oh, shit? It's, yeah. like, it's cool. Yeah. They just... It's like... Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Maybe. Hey, baby. <laughs> Shut up, man. I'm working. <laughs> that's a drink. That counts. <laughs> yeah, drink does. up, dad. That counts. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, dude, that looks so good, oh, though. Dude, it, it tastes like... You want a sip? <laughs> it almost tastes acidic every time I drink it. It's, it's so... It's hairspray and corn syrup. Oh, it's so bad. So the basement had an old butcher's shower and a fruit <laughs> cellar. It was more house than we ever imagined for the price and immediately made up our minds that we had to have it. Anyone who was uh, has lived in an apartment for two years with three children would understand our desperation. We had to have this house. Okay, so obviously he's desperate. Sounds like a great house. So real quick, uh, backstory. <clears throat> so it's not in here, but in the book, he talks about how his wife basically... After they had their third kid, I believe, she was just kind of like, mm, nah, fuck this, I'm out, and just rolled out and left him, which is why he's a single father. So they were having a hard time finding a place. They were like cramped in an apartment, um, which is why they were trying to find a bigger place. So they would just they needed something with room and space, and that's why this was so appealing to them. What a bitch. Yeah. Just saying. No, absolutely. Ugh. She uh, basically was something along the lines of... Uh, she didn't want to be a mother or wasn't ready to be a mother, and this isn't what she wanted, and then she just fucking... So she realized that after the third one? I know, right, dude? <laughs> yeah, you'd think that you'd figure that out pretty quick after the first one. Right. Yeah, that sucks. But uh, who the fuck knows, man? Yeah. Yeah. Shady. So, um, by the way, another preface on this, too, is that there was a lot of uh, <clears throat> grammatical <laughs> well, yeah, errors and stuff in this. not my fault this yeah, time. It is not yours, and I tried to fix it up as much as I could, but I also didn't want to take away from the fact that this is what he right. wrote. So. Right, right. So we spoke with the landlady, and she gave me an application to fill out. There were many people uh, who were there looking at the house, so we knew we would have to, com- uh, to compete to be its tenants. I handed my application to the landlady, said, uh, you understand the responsibility that comes with living in an old house such as this, she asked. Oh, yes, I understand. It's beautiful. I quickly replied, not really understanding to what I was agreeing to. Well, then I will get back to you, she quickly reported, and was off to peddle her wares to another of the visiting house hunters. She was a strange old lady, and the way she showed the house wasn't in a real estate-type manner. She showed the house as if she were showing a museum. We felt like we were on one of those house tours often given each year for charity. Okay, so she's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. The lady's kind of weird. Yeah. Just a wee little bit. You know, well, not, not, well, not weird. Just a little off-putting, maybe? Yes. Yes. A week went by before the phone rang one evening. It was the strange landlady overly excited to tell me that she had selected me, my daughter, and two sons to live in the house. I was to meet her that following day at a restaurant to settle all the paperwork and payment. I thought this was a little strange, and I was a little disappointed because I couldn't wait to see the house that would now become our home. The papers were signed on the following day. That weekend was Memorial Weekend, and we were all set to move in. It seemed like years before Friday came that week, but we were finally there. Moving day. The move was a normal one, and before we knew it, all of our belongings were hidden safely inside the old white house. I was removing the last few items from the moving truck when a car slowed down, almost stopping in front of our new home. From the window of the slow-moving car, the passenger said, 
Hope you get along okay in there. Or, excuse me, I actually read it wrong. Hope you get along okay here, and then sped up and drove away. What do you think of that, Dad? My puzzled daughter asked. Friendly neighbors, I suppose, I replied as I shut the sliding door to the truck. The first night in the house went by without fanfare. Maybe because we were so tired from the move. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm giving them a little sneak preview. Oh, a little bit. Hi. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Dude, drink it up. I'm, I'm live. You're live right now. People are watching. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking so maybe um, because we were so tired from the move or perhaps because the house wanted to draw us in a little closer before beginning its series of attacks and assaults upon me and my family. The next morning started like most any other day, except I did notice one strange thing about the house. Each of the house's interior doors had an old-fashioned hook and eyelash, but not on the inside of each room's doors to keep someone out. The latches were in the outside of the room's doors, as if to keep something in. Nice. He did it. I got you. See? They couldn't hear that, but that's fine. It was the dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Dad? My youngest son asked from right, behind. Out. <laughs> Bye. Deuces, bitches. Oh, nothing. I replied and went about the business of unpacking our things. The first incident happened in the living room when I was hanging. Incidences. When I was hanging a large picture of two angels. My daughter thought that this would complement the cherubs that surrounded the room. I hung the picture and I and turned to walk away. Crash. I turned to see what the pic, uh, that the picture had fallen to the floor. Ring hanging the picture once again, I turned away. Crash. The picture once again on the floor. Hanging it for a third time. When I started walking away, I felt a rush of air and something hit the back of my angles. What the hell? I turned to see the picture lying at my feet. More determined than ever, I hung the picture again and stated loudly, Stay there, damn it! I had to laugh because I was alone. Who did I think I was talking to? The kids were playing on the front porch. Dad, come and see this, my daughter's voice rang through the front door. I stepped out onto the porch. Sit down and watch this, she said excitedly. Watch what, I replied. No sooner were the words out of my mouth when my daughter pointed to an old man walking down the sidewalk toward our house. However, when he reached our property line... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) However, when he reached our property line, he quickly crossed the street and continued his walk on the opposite sidewalk. They don't like walking in front of our house, Dad. Isn't that weird? My daughter, breathless with excitement, stated, and right she was. I sat on that porch for a good three hours watching our neighbors cross the street away from our house anytime they walked along our street. A couple of times I motioned as if to say hello, but they just dropped their heads and continued on the wear- their way at a brisker pace. Maybe they were uncomfortable with uh, new neighbors, I rationalized, trying to make sense of uh, the senseless situation. We went inside for dinner, and the rest of the family or rest of the night went normally without incident. Okay, so it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's weird. Obviously, there's <clears> something. <throat> I mean, I'd be cool with that. People just leave me the fuck alone. Absolutely. Hell yes. I'm Stay gonna, off my lawn. I'm going to go move into that house. I want to roomie. What? Want a roomie? Yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> Sunday, the kids came home from church excited because we had set aside the whole day to work on our yard. Which I find weird that kids want to work on a yard, but hey, whatever. Hey, yeah, I, can't, I can't even get my kids to pick up their goddamn garbage. Right, exactly. Yeah, got good kids, I guess. This was a big deal for us because Dick. the only outside area our apartment provided was a front balcony. We mowed the grass and cleaned out the leaves from under the porch and in the front yard. Strangely enough, the trees seemed to be shedding their leaves as if it were fall. Strange tree behavior, I thought. 
and made a mental note to mention it to the landlady when I talked to her next. I asked my youngest son to go inside and bring out the garden hose from the basement so we could clean off the walkways and wash down the weathered white of the house. Kind of odd, you know. Yeah, the trees are being jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you scrape it up, it's like... That's some strange tree behavior. <laughs> That's very strange tree behavior. I don't think I've ever said that before. Very Never tree. heard that before. This guy must be a tree behavioralist. Yes. <laughs> that was a, Is that tree, a thing? Tree psychologist? Yeah. Yes. A few moments passed when I heard him screaming from inside the house. Running frantically into the house, I found him standing in the kitchen shaking in the middle of a puddle of urine. Oh. What's wrong? What happened? Looking at me with the scared eyes of a child, he said... Something chased me up the basement steps. What chased you, I asked, already thinking the overactive imagination of a little boy was at play here. I don't know, Daddy, but it was big. Me and my other two children checked the basement but found nothing except for the garden hose that had been dropped during his fright and escaped. Let's get you cleaned up, I said. Naturally, there was teasing for my other two children about the proverbial basement monster. Better watch out when you go into the basement because... Little fuckers. He didn't mm. say that. I said that. <laughs> he probably said that, too. He probably he said that, too. I know. I would have said that. The glare of my eye finished my middle boy's sentence. In other words, he looked at him like, don't you finish that fucking, don't you? Who I swear to God. Go ahead. You go ahead and say that. Why do you guys sound like Popeye? <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll, you you'll get there, pal. You'll get there. Uh, speaking of getting there. Oh, another oh, swig. Yeah. I don't have another beer. I got to drink this. That's right. You're not drinking anything else until that's gone. Oh, dude, I would chug that down and be fucked up for the rest of this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> what is it, like 8%? It's like 8% alcohol. No, right? it's like 5, 5.6. It's not too oh, bad. I thought yeah. that was one of the higher ones. No, it's 8% um, acid and, and, and battery <laughs> fluid. It's, it's 8% battery acid. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the Sunday and Monday went without any other incidences, incidents, and we were so happy those first few days in the house. My daughter was making plans about gardens, decorating, and my boys thought it would be easy to walk to their baseball games because the park was very close. It was a normal, happy time, which unfortunately did not last for long. Monday came, the last week of school for my kids and a long week of work for me. Each day, we would leave the house and return each evening to find every light in the house turned on. I blamed the children for leaving the lights on in the morning. However, on Friday... My daughter and I sent the boys to the car while we toured the house, making sure that every light was turned off. That night, we returned home to again find every light burning. What? <laughs> when I walked into the house, I was a little shaken. There being no logical reason for all of the lights being on other than there was someone in our house. Searching the house in a panic, I found nothing. Daddy, it's cold in here, my daughter stated from the living room. What was she talking about? Sweat was pouring down my back and across my brow. However, when I stepped into the living room, the temperature dropped a good 30 degrees. That was the first time I felt its presence. I can't describe it, I can't describe it any better than it felt like an electrical current running through my body, bringing tears to my eyes and bumps to my arms. It passed quickly. I remember thinking, what the hell was that? Soon, my daughter stated, Daddy, it's getting warm in here. And sure enough, the temperature was rising as I watched the thermostat climb. That night, my children slept with me what little sleep I got. All right, so that's kind of fucked up. Not going to lie. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the cold spots. When yeah. I had my when I had my one, like, big... Uh, <laughs> just the look on your face every time. When I had uh, when I had my one, like, major, like, experience or whatever, that was, like, the biggest thing, man. It, it, everything was normal, and then all of a sudden, like, I fucking could see my breath. You know, it was crazy. Get that cold spots. 
So hold that because I want to talk later yeah. on. Yeah, let's talk later on about that. All right. Sunday night, we were sitting in the living room talking. I was getting ready to take a trip the uh, following morning to Indianapolis for work, and we were discussing their plans for a stay at Grandma's. The kids had their ba- um, um, had their bags in the living room, for which I am still thankful because the memory of what happened next still haunts my dreams to this day. Oh, they had their backs to the living room. Sorry. That just yeah, so, he so they, was, they were turned away from the living he room. He was looking into the living room. Right. And they were, like, facing him, yeah. I noticed it first out of the corner of my eye. A quick glance. Something moving, standing at the kitchen doorway that led into the family room. Not something, someone. I looked toward it again. It was a dark figure of a man, even though there was full light. He was solid in form, except there was a moving, churning, dark gray, black smoke or mist that made up his form. I looked down because I was sure I wasn't seeing this and that my eyes were playing tricks on me. One or two good rationalizations, and we could go on with our lives without incident. A few moments passed, and I was sure that when I looked up again, that it would be gone. But he was still there, and he began to move. Moving into the family room and pausing in the center of the room, his form was still a mass of churning, turning blackness. He stood there for what seemed an eternity, but in actuality, it was only a few moments, and then he melted into the air. Gone. I remember the thoughts that were racing through my head. I have two choices. We could run out of this house screaming in the night like those crazies you always see in the movies. You know, the ones that are always based on fact or the other choice. We could get up quietly, leave the house and figure all of this out. My hands were shaking uncontrollably. That's what we'll do. We will go quietly, orderly, as if nothing was wrong. Seems fucking... He's a good dad. Like, he's not yeah, trying yeah, to fucking... He's not trying to freak, his, trying to freak kids his kids out. out. He's not trying to fucking lose his shit or anything. Plus, I feel like in the back of his head, he's like, if we do this... In a calm fashion, it kind of will show whatever the fuck that was that we're maybe not afraid of it. Yeah, oh, that's, good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you just turn around and go, fuck, and run out the house, <laughs> the thing's just like, <laughs> Daddy, gotcha. where'd you go? Fuck you. <laughs> not like mommy. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Ooh. That was rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Oh, <laughs> Standing up on shaky legs, I said in my calmest daddy voice, Let's go get a soda and see Grandma. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) I need a soda and Grandma sounds good. That does sound great. My youngest was instantly excited at the prospect of a soda before bed, and the older two looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Come on, guys. It'll be fun. Thank God my car keys were on the coffee table in front of us. We moved orderly out the front door and turned to lock the door when a loud, painful scream of a man came from inside the house. It sounded as if he was screaming in pain so loud that it could be heard throughout the neighborhood, and the dogs began to bark. To hell with orderly. Get in the car! I screamed at my children. <laughs> Sounds about right. See, yeah, but I don't like being yelled at. I, I would have fucking... No ghost is going to out-scream me, dude. <laughs> Fuck that thing. I'd open that door and be like, Fuck you! As loud as I could. Shut the front door. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> at a dead run, we headed to the car and to drive to my mom's house, which is still a blur to this day. I was in a panic, and I knew that we had to get away from the old white house. But before, but before we were a, uh, away from the neighborhood, my youngest son, in a very scared voice, said, Daddy, the basement monster is standing in the upstairs window. I looked back, and sure enough, the black form was standing in the window watching us leave. That night, we stayed at my parents' house. Early the next day, I gathered my things and left for my business trip. I had a whole week of rationalizations by the time I returned home to pick up my children. Where else were we to go? I had put everything I had saved and then some into the move. 
we had no other choice but to go back to the big old White House. Besides, after a week of talking myself out of the events of that night, I was ready to return. So on Friday night, we returned to the house. The weekend went by without incident, though we got very little sleep. I mean, I guess if you're away from it, you start yeah. rationalizing things. You or, start to or be like, okay, maybe, over, yeah. maybe we all just kind of got in each other's heads. And right. So the other thing uh, in the book that he talks about that it doesn't say in here is that it started with like uh, just the little things like the picture falling off the wall. And then... At first, it was just like the bangs and the scratching and stuff that, like, you know, and he would he would rationalize all that in his head because he would say that, you know, he used to be religious and then he he basically was like talking about how God, like, basically, if there was a God, it was a very unjust God and he didn't want to be a part of that and shit. So then, like, with the whole putting the picture of the angels up and then it was falling down and shit like that, like. He, he found ways to rationalize shit because if he no longer, he basically said, like, if I no longer believe in God and I no longer follow that. Um, then I shouldn't believe in that. Then then there's then I shouldn't be believing, like, demons and possessions right. and hauntings right. and stuff like that. So, and he would say that, like, uh, they would hear, he would hear, like, thumps, like people knocking boxes over, something like that. And he would always think that it was uh, the kids playing. Right. You know, he would be like, oh, the kids are upstairs. They must have done something. And if they were all downstairs and they heard it, he would rationalize it to himself by, like, someone must have put something on the edge of a table or just kids being kids and like not paying attention. It would fall over or the house is settling right? because it's an old house and they make weird noises. And and that's something I feel like we all do. I Mm -hmm. I think we all do that. We'll hear something and be like, oh, that must be the dog or that was probably just the, (laughs) I'm like the exact opposite. I hear shit. I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) right. come and show me. I just, I just look at my wife and she's just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Don't say it. He goes on to say, I was taking another extended weekend to make up to my kids for my week away. On Saturday, we explored the big shed at the back of the yard, and in it, we found a number of personal belongings that appeared to belong to different people. My parents convinced me that maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to call the strange old lady and ask her some straightforward questions about the house. It was to be one of the most awkward and strangest phone calls of my life. Once I was able to reach her, I carefully chose my words and asked in a normal voice if any of the previous tenants had ever mentioned a ghost. Well, of course, she said at first that she could not remember. However, she went on to say that one female tenant had claimed that her dead father came to visit her, but the old woman always thought she was crazy. The landlady said that some of the uh, stuff in the shed had been left behind by the girl, but she couldn't get her to come pick it up. The other stuff in the shed evidently belonged to a man who had lived there, but uh, left in the middle of the night, leaving behind his things. But no, she had never heard of anyone talking about the house being haunted. No. (laughs) I asked her, how long ago did these people live there? And she said, not much more than a year, honey. Why do you ask? The phone call wasn't of much help, and it didn't calm my fears much, but what else could I do? So... Someone just leaves their shit yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Seems a little so, suspect. <clears throat> another another little weird thing is in the book he talks about it being a guy, like a landlord, not, not like a landlady. So he talks about it being a dude. Um, so that's kind of weird. Like, there's a couple of things that kind of throw me off, and I don't know why. It Did changed. he change it just in case? I don't like, know. He kind of made he kind of made the the guy in the book like. Kind of like an over the top caricature, almost oh, like so talking about how he wrote he had, a book. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where like, this was yeah, like, like he talked about how happened. he had like a yeah. wig, and the wig was always like off, and it was like this weird whatever. Oh. And um, over anecdotal. In the book, stuff. they also yeah. In the book, he also mentions that early on that he asked about the house, and the landlord said, "Well, if you want, I know a priest 
if you want like a priest to come over and maybe bless the house or something, which he thought was weird too, because he's like, if nothing weird ever happened here, why, yeah, why would, would you offer me a why priest? Why would suggest yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. So, and that was like before. That was earlier. Okay. So, so the rest of the long weekend, it, it came and went. I actually had convinced myself that it was just a one-time ordeal because nothing more was happening. That was until Monday night. I was on the phone with my mom. The kids were off playing in my bedroom, which was located on the first floor. While on the phone, I began to hear the inside doors rattling. Listening closely, they rattled again, and I yelled at the kids to quit playing games. I told my mom that everything was okay, just the kids playing tricks. They rattled again, this time harder. So I scolded the children this time louder to behave and stop playing tricks. At this time, they rattled louder. But before I could scold them, my daughter's scared voice cut me off. Daddy, I'm here reading and my brothers are asleep. <laughs> kind of fucked up. Now I will try to recreate what happens next to the best of my memory. Some of it I remember clearly. Earthquake. Huh? Earthquake. <laughs> Some of it I remember clearly. Other parts are a blur to this day. Just as soon as I heard my daughter, the temperature in the house instantly dropped a good 30 degrees. With it came the feeling of the electrical charge running through my body. Along with its energy, a horrible stench that I cannot describe permeated the room. And then the screaming started. Softly at first, but building in momentum. Hey. <laughs> baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, so my face, God. Like, started softly. So, so just picture you're like sitting on the couch, just here like... Jesus Christ. So I yelled through the phone to my mother to come help. We were getting out. Help me! <laughs> then the whole house began to shake and come alive. From above, I could hear something large coming down the stairs. Boom. 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 The screaming of the man over and over. Over and over? <laughs> over and over. That's that fucking cold, cold 45. <laughs> the screaming of my daughter. Daddy, what's happening? Along with this came the thought that one of my two um, bedroom doors connected to the stairs. Boom. Boom. It was coming down those stairs. I had to get my children. The whole house was alive with noise. The floor beneath me was shaking as I made my way to the bedroom door. I felt something behind me and I knew I didn't want to turn around to see it. Boom. Screaming. I knew a scream mixed into the man's scream. This one from a child. <laughs> Hey, baby. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm working. Boom. Screams. Boom. I made it to my bedroom Fuck door, that, but it wouldn't open. By this time, I, too, am screaming. Throwing myself against the door, it still wouldn't budge. I continued to throw myself against the door again and again until it finally slammed open. My daughter was in shock by this point. I instructed my middle son to grab his brother and run out the front door and head for the car. Boom. Boom! Screams! My daughter won't move, and I finally had to slap her to bring her to life. <laughs> Jesus. Bitch! <laughs> Wait the fuck up! Hey! That was just his excuse for being able to hit his kid. <laughs> hey, baby! <laughs> Run, baby! Finally responding, I grabbed her and head for the door as I hear the other bedroom door slam open behind us. It was on our trail, and I knew I couldn't let it reach us. The whole house was shaking and alive with noise and something big on our heels when we reached the front door and out onto the porch i slammed the front door behind us as we got into the car we could still hear the noise coming from the house 
I drove away and parked at the top of the street where I could still see the house and wait for my parents to arrive. We could see it searching through the house. Searching. Searching for us. It's blackness moving from room to room methodically. That was our last night in the house. My you children. Think? Yeah, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, done. Done. I'd have gone back. I would have gone back too. My children never returned. When I returned, I got a few of our things on several occasions. I never went alone. Everything I brought into the house with me would also witness something happen. Or everyone that I brought into the house. Everything. And look, I stopped looking at you. <laughs> a scream, whispers, pounding from the floor above. It was not selective anymore. At who it would let hear its fury. I remember what the old lady said to me as I turned over the key. Standing there, the whole side of my arm and torso still bruised from throwing myself against that bedroom door. She said... Some people aren't meant to live in an old house like that. And some people aren't. Dude, I'd have punched that old lady in the fucking face. I never thought you were the old house type. And I guess she was right. About a month after moving out of that house, a friend sent me a website address that she wanted me desperately to see. Mm. Put John T. Crow, Union, Missouri, into your search engine, she said. When I did, the face of the, a man came onto my screen. The same face that showed up in a picture my brother took in the fruit cellar one afternoon while I was packing for the move. The man was famous. The land itself famous, with a history dating back to the Civil War. About a year ago, someone I know saw a police car race up to that house one night and witnessed a family running out of its front door in their nightclothes. As for the house today, the old lady turned it into a dog kennel this past fall. I guess she ran out of people that could live in an old white house like that one. You see, I do believe in ghosts. I still drive past that house every once in a while, and when I get enough nerve, I look up at the, uh, the uh, I look at the upstairs window, and it's there, watching, waiting, angry. Sometimes its screams still wake me from my sleep. Its infectious scream creeping into my dreams, turning them into nightmares. I still don't sleep very well. In my dreams, I see a faceless man grunting or standing in the basement, uh, washing away blood from his naked, blood-covered body, grunting, panting, breathing. The breathing you'd hear when you were alone in with it in a room. The breathing you would hear when you knew it was there. Heavy, labored breathing. Yes, I do believe in ghosts. I do believe in ghosts. And maybe you should too. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Well, we at least finally got dead to admit that he believes in ghosts. So that's cool. Dude, I think, I don't know, man. It's pretty intense it's regardless. Intense, it's an intense story, definitely. Yeah. It's like camping. Yeah, oh my god. Can we just <laughs> shut up? So, that is his story. That is what he initially posted. Yeah, that was the first that was like the first uh recounting of the story right. that he told. Yeah. And then Before, obviously like, he, he probably went through and then wanted to make it like I a better more they, intriguing. I assume I yeah. assume that he embellished a little in the right. book just to make it a little more you know, whatever. <clears throat> there's more there's more to the story after that. I guess he um he talks about in the book where uh, a couple years later like he found like, he actually got in touch with the people that were living there, and they did a little thing. Like, he went back to the house with that person and tried to, like... So, there, I mean, there's a little more to it after that, which, um, I mean, we can leave that for something else, but... Yeah. Because since we're just telling, like, the main story about what happened to him. I but, mean, it's, it's fucked up. And look, I'll put it this way. Let's just say, hypothetically, that this is just a guy who sat around one day and decided to write a ghost story. It's a good fucking story. It's a good fucking story. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps the whole yeah. time. It's a good, it's a good story, yeah. and it's, it's crazy, and... Just the the way he put it together, but the way he wrote it to me, it almost seemed like it was rushed. Well, no, it wasn't a 
it's not a seasoned author. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was just you know writing I mean? down his thoughts. He was writing stuff down. So, I mean, truthfully, and, and, and I did go through and I fixed some things yeah. just because it would have fucked me up reading it, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of like when you write stuff. Right, right. But, yeah, so, so he's he's like me. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, anyway. So it was, uh, it was really cool going through that. So now, I guess... You guys want to know who uh, Captain John T. Crow is? Yeah, they bring that up and don't really say anything about it. Yeah, him. I remember he was the guy that he said he saw the, he the did, picture of his brother. His brother took a picture and, and saw the face of this right. dude and in the cellar. And it keeps seeing. Know. I didn't look him up. I want to see what he looks like. Well, um, we should post that up and let people yeah, yeah. see that. Absolutely. Um, I actually found his actual obituary from 1923. No shit. Yeah, it's a little long-winded, so I apologize. This does come from 1923. Um, from the Republican Tribune in Union, Union Missouri. Union? <laughs> in Union, Missouri. Union, Missouri. Union, Union, He's a suave-looking dude. He was a suave-looking dude. Look at that guy. Yeah. So that was, mean, you're, you're going to read this in a suave voice? Oh, look at that guy. <laughs> dude, this dude, he was a ladies' man. Yeah, you, you should just tell oh, yeah. Throw it up on our Instagram and I let people see it. I will throw it up hey, after all right. you throw up your cold 45, God. bro. Dang it. Dang, nab it. <laughs> Mm. Mm, delicious, folks. If you're out there listening, I'm he doesn't look so good so when he's old. He doesn't look so good when he's old, though. Oh. He's good looking as a young man, but he he didn't age well. So Captain John T. Crow died at his house nine miles west of Union Monday night, April sixteenth, nineteen twenty three, aged eighty one years. Oh, dude, that Union. What? It's the way you read that. And say like I was expecting you to say in Union, Missouri, but you're like in Union Monday night. I'm like, <laughs> like is that a place? Hold on, hold on. Died in his house nine miles west of Union, Monday night. Thank you. Is that better? Yeah, there's a comma. Get that pause in there. There actually isn't a there's comma no in there. Oh, well. yeah. uh, he was uh, aged 81 years. Three months and 19 days have been born in the home in which he passed away December 28th, 1841. The way that's worded is so I know. It's 1923 <laughs> words. So, so <laughs> Captain Crow belonged to one of the most highly respected families of the county and one that perhaps has been... A, as long connected with the progressive spirit of this county, of the county, as any oh. of the many prominent families that have left their imprint upon our county's progress. Very nice. You say county like nine more times. <laughs> a couple more. They're very proud of their county. Captain or Judge Crow, as he was sometimes called, belonged to one of the oldest families in the state as well as in the county. 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 They we're changing the game for right now. Every time they say county, everyone has a drink. Dude, they're already right. dead. Leave yeah, them alone. Yeah, right. His great-grandfather, Godfrey Crow, what a great Godfrey Crow. Godfrey Crow. Oh, I don't know. Judge Crow sounds pretty bad. I mean, too. it's pretty tough, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was born and raised in Germany and came to Missouri in 1796 and settled in. Oh, wait, hold on. I go back and say that. Was born and raised in Germany and came to Missouri in 1796 Missouri. <laughs> and settled in St. Charles County. Drink up. My uh, county. Damn it. I got a drink. Yep. You got a drink, too, you fucker. Oh, okay. I got you. Mm. Delicious. This is so bad. Yeah, you've got something better than I got. Yes. <laughs> Piss water. It's better than this. Yeah, <laughs> so he married a Miss Green, the daughter of Colonel uh, J- Jasper Green. Who I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. And was born in Virginia and came to Kentucky where he took part in the Indian Troubles and was a close companion of Daniel Boone. Oh, good old DB. That's right. When the latter came to Missouri, Colonel Green came with him and settled in St. Charles County towards the close of the 18th century. Michael Crow and his wife came to Franklin County in 1808 and settled near Labadee. I think it's Labadee. I don't know. Labadee. Yeah, Labadee. <laughs> March 1st, Labadee. Eight, yeah. March 1st, 1818, he was killed while loading a log on a wagon. Oh, no. 
The fire. Why would you laugh at that? That's such an old timey way to die. <laughs> How'd he die? Loading a log on a wagon. <laughs> Putting a log on a wagon. Done near crushed. Yeah, he done. He done been crushed. Sounds like a sexual innuendo. Yeah, putting a log on a wagon. It's a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, what'd you guys do last night? I uh, put the old log on the wagon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm using that now. That's for now on. Great. Crazy back. What do you want to do tonight? Put the log on the wagon? She's gonna be, she'll look at me and just be like, are you stupid? <laughs> maybe. Go home. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, the father of Captain John T. Crow, Martin Luther Green Crow, was born August eight. Martin Luther Green Crow. That's his name. Jesus. Uh, August eighteenth, eighteen eighteen. A few months after the death of his father, he was married to Jane Catherine Jump, daughter of Samuel Jump. <laughs> Good old Samuel Jump. That's right. July twenty fifth, eighteen thirty eight. The father died November fourteenth, eighteen ninety, and the mother February seventh, eighteen ninety one. Martin L. G. Crow was elected county assessor in eighteen fifty four. At the expiration of his term as assessor, he was elected county judge, and in 1859, he became county clerk and served faithfully in that capacity until January 1st, 1871. There was like five counties in there. Drink up. Yeah. Just good. for this part. Sorry, I'm busy working. <laughs> to Mr. and Mrs. M.L.G. Crow, six children were born. Two died in infancy. One son, Samuel, died in 1886 at the age of almost 30 years. Miss William Lizer, the only daughter, died in Montana a few years ago in one son. George Crow is, at present, living in Nogales, Arizona. When the father took charge of the county clerk's office in 1859, his son, John T., although only 18 years old, immediately became his father's assistant and mainly main reliance and remained to the office until President Lincoln's first call for 75,000 men to serve three months. John Crow was one of the first to respond to his country's call. At the end of three months' service, he returned to Union and enlisted in Company E, 26th Regiment of Missouri Volunteers Infantry. This company was organized in the southern part of the county in December 1861. It was recruited by Robert C. Crowell, who desired and expected to be captain at the election of officers. However, John T. Crow, who was just 20 years old, was almost unanimously elected captain, but owing partly to his youth but more largely to the loyalty to his older friend, positive, positively declined any office in his company, whatever. What? The, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking. This is a obituary. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Holy shit. If it makes you feel better, I haven't been listening at all. <laughs> so I don't even know Neither of our listeners. Jesus. Hey, you put it in there. Right, I'll fast forward a little bit through here. Captain Crow. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Crow had been a prominent Mason since early manhood. He was a member of some three or four old soldiers' organizations and always attended their meetings as long as he was able to do so with comfort. Captain, <laughs> I ain't going unless I can sit down. All right, listen, if I have to stand, I'm not doing this. All right, you can't make me. We need your help. <laughs> Only if I can do it in comfort. <laughs> Captain John T. Crow was a patriot in the fullest sense of the word and proved it by his facing the enemies of this country in the most trying circumstances. He was always courteous and amiable in society and was always a gentleman. But above and beyond, all he all he, all he left a family that are each and all in honor to themselves. I read, I read that word for word, I swear to God. That was good. Their country and the communities in which they live. No man could leave a greater or nobler heritage to prosperity. Damn. So I want to listen. So when I die, can you guys write something awesome about me? Like no. <laughs> Come on. Be like... It's gonna be chainsaw. John died. <laughs> he had some kids. No, it's gonna say Moody's gonna get up and be like, 
Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> just get up there with like a bunch of papers. Just like, <clears throat> <clears throat> I say you, he did. <laughs> and then just walk off. <laughs> okay, so paranormal groups and the Catholic Church were called in to investigate this house that this guy stayed in. Historically, the home was supposedly built on the remains of a slave quarters cabin from the pre-Civil War era. Okay, so the house was actually on top of a what used to be a slave quarters back in the day. Correct. Within 500 feet of the home was an older cemetery, while across the street in a separate home, a violent axe murder once took place. Supposedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. I, uh, <laughs> Allegedly. I, told, you, I told you I was going to look for that, and I looked it up. I Googled a lot of things. I did, too. I searched my ass off for that. And I found nothing I about a that. 1974 yeah. murder. So paranormal groups have documented dozens of EVPs and photographs of the activity in the home. Okay. Such documentation has not come without a price. While Uh some investigators have been bitten or scratched. It's because there's still dogs in there. (laughs) Right? It's a kennel. He said it was a kennel. (laughs) (laughs) They walk in with the EVPs. Forget about the fucking dogs. All of a sudden you hear. Ah, shit, it's a ghost. (laughs) No, that's the pit bull we just (laughs) took in last week. Son of a bitch. (laughs) The Catholic Church issued a rare, this is kind of cool though, a rare 156-page report on the home claiming it was indeed manifested with a strong demonic presence. Well, we all know you can trust the Catholic Church. Hey! hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the, but that'll work too. The Screaming House was built in 1932. And was placed upon the actual spot, which was uh, once the slave quarters, like we said. Right. In all historical documents, you will not find one incident where the captain admittedly was a slave owner. So it's weird. Like, when you go and do all the research on this, it's like. Yeah, now. Now, no one's going to say they owned a slave. Yeah, but I mean, even in the. Any historical historical documents. Yeah, like anything from the past, like, you're not finding anything on that. Listen, I researched. I I even went on to, like, uh, newspapers.com and stuff. I even checked Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I even called my grandpappy, and he said he ain't never heard of him. Anyway. (laughs) So the slaves were always listed as belonging to his wife, Minerva, who came to Union, Missouri with her family Minerva. from Kentucky. Again, <laughs> who had the Minerva to say that? Fucking Hudson Hawk. Oh, yes. Her name's Minerva, <laughs> yes. the fucking the lady. The, the, the crazy one. The uh, bunny, what's her name? Ball Ball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, her? Yeah, that's Minerva. Oh, my God. What the hell is that chick's name, dude? Oh, she's in a bunch of movies. She uh, was, skinny Ro- bitch. She was yeah. in Roseanne for a minute. She yeah. was in like Roseanne's uh, like like sister. neighbor or sister or something. Something like that, yeah. What the fuck was that bro's name? Bunny, Ball Ball. Drink up, by the way. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, yeah. dude. Dude, that's so good. And <laughs> everyone hates it. such a good it. movie. What the hell is her name? She's got some weird-ass name, doesn't she? You know, there's this thing called Google. Anyway. So, moving on, there is talk of Minerva having improper relations. Sandra, Sandra Bernhardt. Dang! Good job. Fuck you. You You get an applause for that one. Good job. Yeah, I don't have it. Hey. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, the um, again, they say that, which is kind of fucked up. It, like, do you think maybe because he was a captain and with prestige that they were like... They were kind of hiding it? He was like, well, no, that was her. Right, that was her. It's, I didn't it's have possible. It. It's possible. He could be like, look, I can't have this shit under my name. Yeah, you can keep all the to, slaves to you want. Just don't accuse me of anything. Yeah. Well, That's dude, like... Fucked so up. It, it could be a lot of, like, protection. Like, this dude... So, this dude that I used to work for, he owned the, the restaurant that I worked at, right? <clears throat> His dad was involved in, like, the mafia and shit in Cleveland. I'm really glad it's where you're going with all this. Yeah, I was a little worried uh, there. 
I don't, I don't know. Keep going. Go. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> his yeah, his dad was like involved in the mafia and had something to do with the hit on Danny Green. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah, like he was involved in all that shit, right? So this dude's got a fuckload of money, but it's all like mob money. Oh. So everything that this dude owns is in his wife's name. Of course. There's, he has nothing in his name. As it should be. All the businesses are in his wife's name. Absolutely. And that's to protect the money and to protect him. Why do you think everything I have is in my wife's name? Because you're fucking pathetic. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have shitty credit? No, I actually have amazing credit. Mine sucks. Oh, well. Good for, good for you. Yeah, no, I but did. yeah, it's, just, like, it's seriously great probably credit. under her name, so people aren't like, oh, this fucking guy is a slave. Yeah. Let's yeah. protect that legacy, man. Yeah. Well, there was talk of Minerva having improper relations with at least one of her male slaves, which may have led to her death and the deaths of all her young male slaves on the property. Yeeks. <laughs> one of the sources of this atrocity was an actual member and heir of the captain himself. It's an atrocimacy. <laughs> it's an atrocimus. Captain Crow sold his land in Union, Missouri to A.J. Say, who later became the first governor of Oklahoma. Captain Crow moved to Beaufort, Missouri, Missouri, where he spent the rest of his years. And and, and we talked about the, oh, my God, the, the, I cannot believe that uh, how long-winded that oh, shit was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the obituary was. Oh, well, my God. He was God. a prestigious and prosperous I, Apparently he was. Oh, my God. So standing on the hillside overlooking Union City Park is a huge nursing home. In its day, this building was used as a Civil War hospital and was also used after the war as the county poorhouse. Sure, there's no negative energy there. Yeah. It is a well-known fact (laughs) among Union residents that if you don't know where one of your ancestors is buried, they are most likely buried in one of the mass graves in the city park. Oh, boy. One of these mass graves is not far from the Screaming House. I I thought it was going to be like under it or something. Fucked up. So in 1974, a replaying of a modern Lizzie Borden case took place almost directly across from supposedly. the house, supposedly. In the next street over, a woman took an axe and killed her husband. Supposedly. Yeah. Once she had completed her dirty deed, she took a gun and committed suicide. Supposedly. There it is. <laughs> you might be thinking that a woman using a gun to commit suicide is uncommon, but supposedly. not in union. Not in union. <laughs> not in union. Every day. Yeah. Several women have ended their lives at the end of a gun. And that's not funny, by the way. We're just talking about the way it was worded. Another house across from the Screaming House. A uh, wait, It literally says, another house across from the Screaming House. A man committed suicide in front of his young nephew with a gun. That's fucked up. So all in all, there is plenty of reason for the Screaming House to be haunted. It seems yeah. the land on and surrounding the house is just bad. There's a... a lot of negative <clears throat> Oddly enough, so... When I had started to look for that 1974 murder and uh, suicide, and I didn't find anything, I did come across several other axe murders from back in the day up until like fairly recently in like the 2000s. Yeah. So apparently uh, Union, Missouri has a thing for axe murder. Well, it seems, again, like Moody just touched on something. Uh, Union, Missouri is rife with axe murders. Uh, this comes from Sue Blessing at emissouri.com. Oh, emissouri.com. A story from an, uh, this is, I'll quote it here. A story from a uh, 1975 issue of the record first alerted me to this murder as the woman accused of the crime was then being housed in the jail at Union. Oh. I was particularly, particularly, fuck, I hate that word so much. Particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Do it one more time. That was great. Particularly. That's good. I was. 
particularly drawn to the case because the account stated the perpetrator was the widow of Captain William Eads, whose steamboats had plied the waters of the Missouri, Missouri, and the Mississippi rivers in an earlier era. Mississippi. Mississippi. (laughs) Just Mississippi. It's just the Mississippi. Mighty Mississippi. Mighty Mississippi. Mighty Miss. William Eads Sr. and William Eads Jr. were both riverboat captains. It is possible she could have been married to the younger Eads, who died in 1863 at age 27, but this is mostly speculation. However, the case was an interesting one, so I began searching for more information. I'll start at the beginning, drawing on at least a dozen resources. Oh, boy. The murder was said to have taken place. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> the murder was said to have taken place on April 1st, 1872. At the time, Mrs. Eads was living on a farm in Jefferson County with a hired man by the name of Joe Howard, two children she had, had adopted, uh, Lewis, Lewis Merrill Taylor, age six, and his sister, Mary Josephine Taylor, age 13. Hey, my daughter's middle name's Josephine. Is it? Cute. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> also, I, know, okay. I know it's all i think it's a pretty yeah, name it's a great name also living in the home was charles eads a young man she had raised and apparently given her surname to whether she had any children of her own is not known according to an 1875 issue of the st louis post dispatch miss mrs eads was very abusive to the young children often cuffing them about i don't even know what that means cuffing cuffing smacking oh is it the backhand is that what yeah. that is is that what it is cuffing yeah. them about yeah Ooh, i'm gonna say this to my wife next time. next time my wife gets out of line i'll be like don't make me cuff you about she's gonna think that means she's, gonna think yeah. totally she's gonna run upstairs and be like i'm with it <laughs> Dude, where'd you and, go yeah where, where you Talk. at logan hello there he is what's going on Dude, like you were was i cutting in and out yeah you were yeah. like well, you were gone yeah you was you was gone hey bro there it is. You he must hey. have been like, did you sit back? No, I was in like this the whole time. My nose has been on resting yeah. on top. Is there an asshole So, <laughs> one day, two or three eggs were missing, and she accused young <gasps> Lewis of taking them. Oh, that no. bastard. Little dick. Time to get cuffed. Oh, man. He denied having done it and told Mrs. Eads the dog was the guilty culprit. It wasn't oh, me. It was that motherfucking dog. Sure it was. He ate your homework, too, didn't he, you yeah. little fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Not believing the boy, Mrs. Eads became enraged. She picked up an axe handle and struck the child over the head. Holy shit. He fell, hey. to, he fell to the floor dead. Howard Dude, and Young. she must have clocked the fuck out of him. Yeah, well, I mean, it didn't those, take much. He's six. One, yeah, but one hit them. with an axe? Like, that's... But he's six. She was... I don't... Man, I guess. See, so you're gone again. Why am I speak up? up? Hello. It's because you're talking like a fucking whoa. Speak. Is that better? <laughs> so eh. he fell to the floor, unfortunately dead. One Howard shot, and man. Young Eads came into the house and, after seeing what had happened, volunteered to bury the body. Mary Josephine had been churning butter in the next room, but had seen the killing. She ran away and hid. She was found and threatened with instant death if she ever told anyone. As was the case with several aspects of the story, there are two versions as to what happened to Mary Josephine. This is the daughter, the 13-year-old. According to St. Louis Post-Dispatch version, version, she was sent to live with her uncle Eldridge, who lived three miles northwest of Camden Point in Platte County. All right, so one says they moved off. The other one says that she was threatened. It's fucking Uncle Eldridge, dude. Yeah. If you can't, you know. <laughs> the record told a different story. If you can't Not- believe him. Who can you believe? All right, yeah, true. Not wanting to kill Mary Josephine, Mrs. Eads came up with the idea of sending her off into the wilderness and leaving her to starve to death. Jeez. Eads and Howard put the child on a bareback mule and took her 40 miles from the scene of the murder and left her in the woods far from uh, civilization. In the uh, meantime, Mrs. Eads left her farm home. After much suffering, Mary Josephine found her way to a house, but because she feared for her life, did not tell the whole story. She asked for help and said she wanted to go to the home of her uncle Eldridge, 
who lived in Platt County. So there you go. You see those little fucking weird shits going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the plot thickens. Does it? Yes. Oh, my. Mary Josephine's Uncle Eldridge had no respect for Mrs. Eads because she had been caught in a conspiracy to have her parents done away with so she could get her hands on their fortunes. So Mrs. Eads sounds like a dick. <laughs> like yeah, A little bit. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Cunt. Mary Josephine opened up to her uncle and told him everything. Both Mary Josephine and her uncle kept their own counsel until the day young Mary Josephine spotted Charles Eads in Platt County. She told her story to the authorities and Eads was soon arrested. Her uncle believed Eads had come to Platt County with the intention to do him harm. While While jailed, Eads wrote a letter to Mrs. Rebecca Boldinghouse. 2620, they actually have her address in here. From 2620 Pappin Street, St. Louis. The Platte County Sheriff at once suspected that Mrs. Boltinghouse might be Mrs. Eads. Oh. 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 oh, that wily one. He contacted the St. Louis Chief of Police and was determined, and it was determined that uh, his suspicions were right. Mrs. Eads, Eads, aged uh, 40 plus, had been living as the mistress of Frank 40, Boltinghouse, a 24. Well, what makes it. He's a 24-year-old brakeman on the Missouri uh, Pacific Railroad. She's oh, a 40. Oh, shit. Yeah. She's a coog. Yeah. Mrs. Eads was arrested. Frank Boltinghouse came to jail to see her, and they had a good cry together. They just... <laughs> I'm just, just reading, what, reading what it's saying here. They decided to get married, and the ceremony was performed in the police captain's office. Mrs. Eads, who had been living with Boltinghouse since November 1874, was expecting a baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Both Mrs. Eads Boltinghouse and Charles Eads were, uh, were jailed in Union for a time because an affidavit alleged the crime had taken place in Franklin County. The scene of the crime, however, was Jefferson County, and they were eventually sent to Potosi for trial. She was charged with killing young Taylor, and Eads was charged with assisting her in uh, concealing the body. Good. Welcome. A change of venue took the case of St. Francois County, where Mrs. Eads Boldinghouse was found guilty of murder in the second degree and sentenced to 20 years in the penitentiary. Due to a, defe- a defect, a defect, defect, de- defect? Yes. <sighs> Shut up. In the charge on which she was tried, the judgment was arrested, and both Eads Boldinghouse and Eads were remanded back to Jefferson County to wait for grand jury to act on the case. In the January 1877 term, Mrs. Eads Boldinghouse was again indicted, but Charles Eads was released. A second change of venue resulted in the murder trial being moved to Iron County where she was tried and found guilty of murder in the second degree. She was sentenced to serve 10 years in the penitentiary. How'd so go she, from got, 20 to she 10? got 10 less. Yeah. It worked out for her. And the other guy got off scot-free. What the fuck? According, well, maybe she had time served because it doesn't say how long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true According yeah. to a list of prisoners published in the warden's report, Rose B.R. Boldinghouse, White, I'm reading what? what it says. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps getting new names. Yeah, just, no, no, no. That, that's her skin color. They're, they're, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. Born in Ohio, entered the penitentiary on November 23rd, was. 1881. The 1888 Godspeed history gives her complete name as Rosabelle Rebecca Boltinghouse. Pretty name. Eads. So there you go. She killed this fucking kid who wasn't hers, and they chased her ass down, and that's about as close to it. So it didn't actually murder. happen in Union, though. She said they were held in Union, but it didn't actually Right. So, but that's... Um, it's the closest w- thing I could find. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Um, there was actually in here it is. Here I'm it trying is. to get this shit down. Oh my god! How much Chug, you got left, buddy? Chug, it's Chug. just like Chug. just do it, man. It's like half. 
So apparently in 1982. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wait a minute. What? Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah. All good. <laughs> well, yeah. So what, what, what did you think you found? Nothing. It said I, I looked up Union Axe murder because there was a couple other ones in that area. There was one where like a whole family was murdered with an axe. And Jeez. that was it was like in that area. Yeah. And then I found another one from 1982, but um, <clears throat> apparently it was somewhere in New York. Some uh, it doesn't some, help. Some lady got axed in the head. Yeah, New York. I think it's kind of fucked up though that they refer to that as an axe murder, and when it was actually, I guess it was because it was the axe handle. handle right. Though. It's just so weird. So what the hell is going on in Union, Missouri? Jesus, I don't know. There's a lot of shit though. If you, you, you yeah, axe yeah. handle murdering women, a creepy captain that just won't go away. Whatever it is that's haunting the area. It's a pretty amazing story, and we want to know what you guys think out there. Yeah, it's all right. Is this Not house bad? Yeah, is this house just someone's overactive imagination, or is the captain still lingering about, attempting to wash the blood from his hands, captain screaming Crow? and moaning, warning anyone that will listen? Dun dun dun. <laughs> That's where you would. It's not really like a warning, though. He's just like being a dis- like he's, he's just, just being an asshole. So, what do you think he's screaming about? I don't know. Maybe someone stepped well, on his toe or something. He's screaming in pain. So, yeah, maybe the toe thing or, you know, maybe he came around the corner. And- maybe it's not him. Maybe it's one of his slaves. Oh. So, it could be anything, man. There could be like fucking 10 different ghosts in there. You don't know. It's it said there were it said this several times that it sounded like there were a couple of voices. Let's just say. Including a chilling. That what transpired with the author about the Union Screaming House. Really happened? Really happened. Yeah. And, and let's be honest here. How would you have handled the situation? No idea. Like, do you think that you would have like fucking just did exactly what he did? I, I will, I'll tell you what I what would. My initial reaction would probably be like, "All right, everyone, get the fuck out of the house. This is fucked up." Like, I get my kids out. I get Danny. You know, I get the wife out. Get the kids out. And then my dumb ass would be like, <clears throat> "Confront." I'm beast. going back in. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm getting a camera. I'm getting a fucking tape recorder. And I'm grabbing somebody else to come with me, and we're going in to see this motherfucker because I want proof. I want somebody else to see that bitch, and I want proof. It'll probably be me. It'll probably, yeah. probably take me with him. Need I mean, there. in front of him the entire time. Imagine getting that call. You're going <laughs> to get that chill. call yeah. one day. You can be like, dude, hey, I know you're working right now, but I need you to come over. You're going to be like, what, dude? I'll be like, there's something going on, man. <laughs> <laughs> My first, first thing I'm going to say is, are you drunk and or high? That's not the point. <laughs> That's why I need you to come over to verify. <laughs> so we got all kinds of cool stuff to talk about after this. However, yeah. it's time for my favorite part oh, of hold the hold show. On. Hold on. It's it's the movies. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ta-da. 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 So funny. By the way, um, Jeff got married. Yeah. Fourth yeah. of July. No. Dude, it's June. He said he was getting married the fourth of July. Yeah, he got married. Oh. Yeah. He jumped he said fuck it and went and got married. He's never gonna remember now. He's gotta go buy fireworks. <laughs> but he did, and I'm, I'm, I think it's super awesome. Congratulations to both Sam and Jeff out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, that's awesome, Mrs. Buchko. Mrs. Mrs. Buchko. Here's looking forward to your many years of married misery. <laughs> oh, stop it! I'm just kidding. We have three married guys at the table right now. Yeah, yeah and look at we're all fucking miserable. And you, how, you've been married for what? Thirteen? It'll. 
<laughs> oh no! No, is it eleven and twelve this year? It's eleven and twelve okay. this year. And you, you're fresh. You're four, right? Yeah, I'll be four in uh, July. Four. Four. And I'm I'm creeping up on uh, eight. That's it. Yeah, feels like so much longer. Uh, I know. Probably a lot wow. more for her. Probably feels yeah, a right? lot more for her. It's probably like this motherfucker needs to die. Some. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we are going to be talking about the ten. Most awesome horror movies about haunted house attractions. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> so, of course, you know, and we, we talk about haunted houses or we talk about you yeah. know, movies about haunted houses and stuff like that. This one's actually about the attractions that are, yeah, I you think know. We've done haunted. Like, yes, yeah. we've done so many of those haunted houses. Ones. It's so getting the, tough to find. Uh, so this first one is Dark Ride from 2006. I've seen this one. You have seen it? Yes. Awesome. If not. Deemed too graphic for normal theatrical it's, release, this yeah, incredibly yeah. violent and brutal slasher came out during the height of the torture porn era of the 2000s. Ugh. Starring Jamie Lynn Seiger, Seigler? Sigler. Sigler. Of The Sopranos fame. Uh, the uh, This movie deals with a group of friends who travel to Dark Ride, an amusement park that also becoming the hiding place for an escaped murderer. And we can all assume what happens next. this weird little mask on, right? Yes. Yeah. It was somewhat uh, d- divisive amongst fa- amongst fans. Some saw it uh, as a cheap collection of cliches trying to recapture the glory of '80s slashers, and that's others how just, I took it. Yeah, yeah, as dude, like an old like '80s slasher. Like dude, kind of looks like a knockoff Jason, so it makes sense. Yeah, and the others just saw it as a violent but fun gore fest that was so common in that era. Also, hmm. that it wasn't exactly made for Oscar gold, but if you're just looking for some mindless and bloody fun, check it out. Next one up here is uh, The House October Built. The House 2014. Yeah, it's good. You've seen this one? Yes. You've seen The House October Built? Yes. Really? Uh, it's on I've Netflix. Never, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Take no October could build houses. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you don't know. Is it like a guy named October? Possibly. I don't know. You don't know it's not. I, True. I know. That's why I'm asking. That's why we're saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> Taking the found footage approach, this movie is likely uh, to make you. Wa- yeah, I know you hate those. Fuck you. I hate all those kind of movies. This movie is likely to make you wonder about the behind the scenes of the next haunted house attraction you go to. Unlike Dark Ride, it has virtually no gore and instead oh, relies more on tension and suspense, making the viewer feel like they're really there. Fuck found footage films. Yeah. Fuck every single goddamn one of them. Wow. I've never seen one found footage film that I enjoyed. Yeah, they all just give you a freaking migraine. It's amazing. Not even that. They're just dumb. Yeah, that too. Name a good one. I'm still trying to choke this Colt 45 down, dude. (laughs) I see that. I'm trying. Name a good found footage film. Again, I'll go back to Blair Witch. I like Blair Witch. Blair Witch is terrible. Yeah, I mean, now it is. But when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's always been terrible. Ah, Your face is fucking... Paranormal activity is stupid. Yep, they're all stupid. Wow. What about Cloverfield? What do you think about that? I hate that movie. Same. Cloverfield would have been good if it wasn't a found footage movie. Y'all. I mean, <laughs> keep them coming. What's up? What else that, you got? No, there there really exactly. aren't any. Yeah, there really oh, aren't. Oh, a haunted house with the Waynes. Oh, can't tell me that I've was bad. I've never seen it, but knowing oh, what it is, come on. It's, knowing it's what bad. it is, it's, it's fucking bad. terrible. It was it, it's bad, but it it's good. it's good bad. It's good one bad. of those like it's it's the Waynes. That's what they do. Yeah. So this movie, it, it follows a group of friends who were stalked by a gang of killers at a haunted house attraction. The found footage POV nature does give it a more realistic feel, but if you're not a fan of the style, which obviously you're not, this one may be difficult to get into. The next one coming up here, The Fun House Massacre from 2015. This sounds about as sounds low good. budget as you can fucking get. Yeah, it does. I think oh, I wait, wait. See, I would love this one. You're going to love this. Oh. Opening the movie with Robert England. Nice. 
is always a step in the right direction. Hell yeah, the Funhouse Massacre features a group of deranged killers who escaped the asylum and held them that that held them in seeking out a haunted house attraction based on their real life crimes. They live out their glory oh, days right. by unleashing death and horror upon unsuspecting guests who think it's all just for show. See, that sounds fun. It leans very heavily into satirical and meta humor, which works for the most part. Perfect. One particular uh, deputy character is hilarious Particular. And steals partic- particularly. <laughs> Did I get it? <laughs> you got it. Okay. And uh, steals every scene that he's in. So there's one guy in there that actually just does it all. And the set design and visuals are really fun, per- uh, perfect for getting you into the Halloween spirit. I've never nice. seen it. What's it called? Uh, that one is called The Funhouse Massacre. I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds Mas- good. Massacre from 2015. The next one, and this is hilarious that they just lumped them all together. It's Hell House LLC, Hell House LLC 2, the Ab- Abaddon Hotel, and Hell House LLC 3, Lake of Fire. I've seen the first one. Yeah? I haven't seen any of it's, them. Yeah, I haven't either. It's not good. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. This trilogy isn't quite found footage. Rather, it purports itself as a faux documentary, complete with interviews with witnesses and interviews? experts. Interviews? Interviews. <laughs> it's got them interviews <laughs> in it. <laughs> I, one time I went down there. And they asked me for an interview. Yeah, how'd that go? I told them I didn't want to do it. Why not? Because. You didn't want to do the interview? I'm not there for their amusement. What am I, a clown? You had chore to do. Yeah, you are. I I am not. You used to be, didn't you? That's back in my old days, Moody. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So it says uh, it's got uh, found footage. It does have some footage of real-life news broadcasts, quote-unquote, real life. The trilogy follows a haunted hotel called the Abaddon that was the site of murders during its hotel days and was also host to a tragedy when Hell House, a Halloween-themed haunt, sprung up years later. While the series does yield diminishing returns with each sequence, the original is legitimately terrifying and nightmare-inducing. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from a few over-the-top moments, one could actually be led to believe that it's a real documentary. No, they won't. Only one person could say that. So you have seen that, though? (laughs) I've seen the first one. I've never seen the... I haven't seen the sequel. And it wasn't good? It's not. It's Like, at all? eh. Was it watchable? It's a faux documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's watchable. Yeah. Depending on how high you are? If you're high, it's probably not too bad. Okay. So you weren't? I was not. Okay. Because you don't do that, right? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> Next one is Fear, Inc. from 2016. You've seen this one? This one's not great either. <laughs> <laughs> so, better, than, like, better, better than Hell House. <laughs> That's good. Is it? Yeah. Some horror fans like to brag about what they would do and how they would survive in those situations, and Fear, Inc. takes these claims and uh, puts them to, uh, yeah, to the, the test. Yeah, oh, okay. the premise is kind of cool. The premise is kind of cool. A titular company provides a uh, personalized haunt service where they uh, the guests are fully immersed in seemingly deadly and terrifying situations with actors, all based around their favorite horror films. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, cool the premise, idea. The premise okay. is kind of yeah. cool. Okay, the super low budget. Meh. Super low budget. Not even super low budget. It's just not. It's just not great. Yeah, it's incredibly meta and self aware. And while it does get a little too on the nose here and there, it's still a lot of fun particularly if you're a fan of characters referencing your favorite movies. That's, uh, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, there's some cool stuff in it, but, like, overall, it's just, like, blech. Blech. Speaking of which, remember I sent you a text the other day and told you I was letting my daughter Charlie watch... Yeah, uh, uh, Evil Dead. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> man. So we're watching Evil Dead, and... Wait, the old one or the new one? The original. Oh. The original one. The, new, the new one's fucking brutal. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want one. her to watch that one yet. Yeah, it's a little too one. much for her. 
Yeah. She's 13 going on 14 and she's yeah. just starting it. And you know what I mean? So I'm just like, one, yeah. and she, but she wants to watch horror. So I'm like, all right, cool. This one's, one, this is an old Dude, one. My it's kids kinda, are, my kids are eight, five and four and they love army of darkness. Right. See, I haven't let really? her watch. Oh, she hasn't so watched, good. Not let her. We haven't watched that yeah, one yet. That's so the new good. one, right? No, no, it's from. Oh, it's Army of the Dead. I'm thinking of there, man. Oh, that sucked. That's what I heard. If you want my review on Army of the Dead, um, here it is. It sucked. I heard one person say it was really good. I've had, dude, I've dude at seen, work, the dude was just like, I've I seen love it both ways. Batista. It seems like it's either I love it or it's fucking terrible. It's There's garbage. like no in between. It's garbage. It's garbage. In my opinion. Anyway, so we were watching it, and, and I forget what part it was because you remember it's Sam Raimi. It's, it's back cheesy. in the 70s. It didn't. Yeah. The the special the effects, effects are so bad. You can actually see where like their gloves were ripped. Well, yeah, when it, they were the, like doing stuff. I think is that in the first one or the second one? One of them. Where uh, she, like she's up in the air and she's like flying around or whatever, yeah. you can see like the dude's like shorts, yeah, because there's a big split in the suit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's bad. It's bad. It's so bad. Anyway, she looks over at me and she goes, "Dad, what are you making me watch?" And I'm oh. like, "I'm like, what do you mean?" She was like, "This you. is her exact words were this is unsettling." Huh. <laughs> so it wasn't bad. And I'll take unsettling for that yeah, movie. No, I'll, take that. I'll take that. I'll take it all day Dude, long. You got a thing when that came out. Then that movie was like people were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So, bucket. I'm glad you like that. Though you're not allowed. Now you got to get her to watch the second one. She's not allowed to listen to the podcast though. So uh, <laughs> I don't let her listen. Yeah, I can't do it. So <laughs> I'm overprotective. Whatever. Call it whatever you want. So the next one is Haunters: The Art of the Scare from 2017. Never seen it. Mm-mm. Unlike Hell House, this actually is a documentary about the very people who put together home-based haunts. Oh, all right. We meet a, ro- a wide variety of people wide. from all. Uh, what? <laughs> wide variety. <laughs> we meet a wide, wide variety. <laughs> <laughs> Of people from all over whose only common thread <laughs> is a passion for horror and scaring people. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Just because the wide. <laughs> we see the spectrum from traditional fun haunts in people's yards to the extreme and controversial like Blackout and McKamey uh, Manor, which those are fucked. Have you ever seen those? McKamey Manor? Yeah, dude. I was, I was considering... Uh you have to sign a fucking waiver and I was, shit? Dude, I went through... I started the process for that. I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's nuts. No one's ever gotten through it. If you get through it, you get like $10,000 or some shit. We should do a fucking... Of money. And a, a, like a bonus on just those crazy-ass fucking places. Let's do it. It's like, crazy how the McKamey Manor, like how it started and stuff and where it is now, like it's... Yeah, it's it's Good. fucking It's like crazy. beyond a haunted house, though. Like, it's like abuse. Like those ones where they, like, like beat you up and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Put pretty sure I have seen this torture. now that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this now because they they were talking about the whole thing i'm pretty sure i've seen this unless it was like some uh, whatever so anyway they uh seek to redefine what a haunt truly is we also see the unfortunate toll that it can only uh that it uh wait that it that it can on these haunters personal can take on the toll that it can take on these haunters personal lives okay because a lot of these guys are super like this is what they do right and they put everything and they put all their money into it they put that shit ain't cheap either and then you got everyone around saying it's like too much yeah and like there's people like freaking suing them and shit because it's like too scary Jeez. and like but, but it goes way above it's not just walking around a corner with someone with a fake chainsaw yeah. it's like you're being pushed into a fucking room full of actual snakes and then like fucking tied up yeah. and shit it's oh, shit. yeah it's it's crazy having to devote having to devote so much time to their passion project can often come at the cost of family time and on a more personal note being someone who has a family but also runs this very website is a passion project it hit very close to home this is from the uh by the way we're on halloween what is it halloween year around is what we're at.com the next one is hellfest from 2018 
Anyone seen this? I feel like I have. It looks vaguely familiar. Isn't that like some big? That's a big music fest. Hellfest. Yeah, I don't think think it's a pretty good music fest. Yeah, I don't think this is what this is about. All right. In terms of spectacle and production, art design, Hellfest really take the cake or the Mm. pumpkin in this case. (laughs) 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 It was shot a. uh, It was shot in a real life theme park haunt in Georgia, and it really shows. The story follows a group of friends just enjoying some time, um, enjoying some Halloween season haunt fun, but a mass socio... It's the fucking... It's the white lettering yeah, with the black, on the yeah. gray background is driving me nuts. <laughs> but a mass psychopath is murdering people in the park and hiding the dead bodies along with other decorations. Its characters can be a little annoying at times, but the park itself is the true star of the movie. <clears throat> Watching it really makes you want to go there, and perhaps this year it will make you miss haunted house attractions even more. So it'll make for a fun, albeit bittersweet, watch this month. So listen, truthfully, if, if that's the case and it makes you want to go to a haunted house because of last year where nobody could mm-hmm. go to anything, watch this movie. Yeah. It's called Hellfest. It sounds yeah. kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Next one is Haunt from 2019. I wonder what that's about. Um, um, it's about a young girl uh-huh. who... I'm just gonna drink my Colt 45. There you you probably should. Yeah. That was that was a good choice. God, I sucks. think you should get a nice big. Come on, keep yep. going. Go, keep going. Finish it, man. Pound it, <laughs> dude. This is bad. I'm not even joking. Hold on, I can try. Hold on. I'm, just uh, hold your thumbs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come up. I'm, I got this. I got this. Here we go. All keep right. going. Go, right. go. Yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> the face of agony. <laughs> keep it up, buddy. Yeah. The end. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it tastes like it was made in a horseshoe. Oh, what the fuck? And, and by the way, when we're done with this, don't ever go on vacation again. I'm never going on vacation again. <laughs> so, Haunt, plot wise, Haunt is similar to Funhouse Massacre and Hellfest. However, where these are those movies loud and flashy? Wait, we're. Where those movies were loud and flashy. Do you see the, the yeah. how it's written? Yeah, I do. It's rough. Haunt is quiet and suspenseful because the attraction they're in isn't all crowed, which was done for budgetary. What does crowed mean? <laughs> I don't even, what the fuck does budgetary mean? All right. Anyway, just go watch <laughs> fucking Haunt 2019. I'm not even going to read the rest of this. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> wow. That's really bad. Anyway. Was that all of them? That was it. That was, that was all it. That was yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was just garbage anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so listen, we really hope you enjoyed at least trying to figure out what the hell was going on at Union Screaming House in Missouri. There's not a ton of information out there, but I just thought the way he talked about it. It's pretty much it's a, all the same shit. Yeah, and if it's like, a real story, like I was just fearing Because the only source you have is from him. It's him. That's it. Like a lot of these old houses and old buildings, you have many, many, you get a lot of stories of... The hauntings, like people that live there and all the history in the house. And you, you don't really have that much of that here. Like you have the John T. Crow stuff. And then you have this dude's. Which it may Stephen or. Lachance. Yeah. You have his account. But the John T. Crow stuff, it may or may not even have any relation to no, it. No, it might not. It might not you know, know what I mean? Know. But it's yeah. like, I, I don't know. It was just so weird. It and does, as I was going it does, through however, it, like, seem the like there, there's definitely some kind of like. There's a lot of weird shit happening around there, it seems like. Yeah, you know what this reminded me of, though? What? Remember remember Reagan when she was, like, not necessarily little, but, like, a teen? You're talking about teen? Ronald Reagan, right? Yes, Ronald Reagan. When <laughs> he had his first account of uh, well, permission. <laughs> me and Nancy. But, no, Reagan and her, like, shadow people, remember that? Uh, yes, she was yeah. going through that whole little thing. That whole little thing with we, we should totally do a, an episode on shadow, peop- shadow people, by the way. Shadow people. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. 
because that's a that's kind of a big thing. Yeah, like apparently that's like a very popular and like it's when very, people see shit. Yeah, you know it's a very big subject right now. A lot of people are tackling that subject. Yeah, well we'll do it in like in a year. What do you think? Okay, be done. <laughs> <laughs> should be over by then, right? Yeah, maybe. So a lot of shit has been going on lately. Obviously, I know you guys are probably hearing this. It's a little bit late when you guys are listening to this, but for us, we haven't seen each other in like a week and a half over. Yeah. Almost two weeks. And uh, I did go on vacation, went down to Dallas, and had a great time, except, however, um, here it is. I know. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. (laughs) But I had some issues with American Airlines. (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) And that's why it's a day late. Uh, It's just a day late. Well, two two days, days two days late. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's just whatever. I don't even want to fucking talk about it. Fuck American Airlines. I don't give a shit anymore. Like I'm home. Yeah, it's good. And whatever it's, it is, it is. You got home and you had a cold 45. (sighs) My stomach. (laughs) Just so you know, so bad. just so you know, I bought I bought a tall I bought the twenty four ounce cold forty five, and a six pack of Tall Boy highlights. It was like eight dollars. <laughs> like nice, dude. dude. dude uh, where are the Tall Boys at? Or the, the fridge. High Life? Can you grab one? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Buddy. Thank you. Because I need something to wash that shit out of my mouth. I could go get you another cold forty five. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. It's so I horrible. If I walk back out with another one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Moody's gonna go grab me a beer real quick because I fucking did that shit. <laughs> So yes, I did uh, go on vacation and it was a an absolute a blast. I had so much fun. We went to um went to Houston and um well we came into Dallas, drove to Houston, then went to um, San Antonio. San Antonio. Got to go to the um, Alamo. Alamo, which was fantastic oh, yeah. by the way. It was Beautiful. so cool. Just the whole thing was awesome and then we went to um did you on it? I did not. We did keep talking about it if I was going to get kicked out of Texas like everyone else did. You got to grab it like this. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, what the hell, man? Where's mine? So it was. It was very. Don't trip. It was very. It was. It was. It was cool. Like uh, the Alamo was really awesome, and then we went to to Austin. Oh, uh, when we were in San Antonio, we did the uh, the walk uh, with the river walk. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, so such a cool time. Then we went to Austin and hung out there. Went to a really cool bar called the Crow Bar. Which uh, we walked in, and it was like, we, my friend that we went to visit, that we stayed with down there, Jack, is very, they're both very well-to-do, very proper, kind of like, well, I say proper, they dress properly. They party like motherfuckers, man. I've I've never, holy shit. When were you in Austin? Uh... Right before the shootings. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, oh, literally. It was like the the next day is when that shit happened. I didn't even know about that. Somebody oh, else yeah. was Yeah, somebody else there was, was shootings saying that. And apparently there were shootings in Cleveland, Chicago, uh, Austin, and yeah. somewhere else, like all on the same night. We were Holy literally, fuck. we were there the night before that shit happened. Congratulations. Yeah, well, for not fucking Being getting there? shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So anyway, we went to, uh, to Austin, went to that bar, Crowbar, very cool, walked into this place, and again, talking about our, my friends, how they're, you know, you know, everyone was dressed very nicely, and we right. walked into this place, and it looked like, it, and I don't want to negate anything or anybody, because, I mean, I'm on, I'm always that guy wearing black, and got, you know, tattoos, and been in metal bands, and yada yada, this looked like a metal bar. Oh, nice. So we walked in, and my buddy Jack was like, okay, I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're fine, and then he walked into a room, and like... <laughs> 
<laughs> the outfit he had on, just the black light for some reason picked up the entire fucking thing. <laughs> so he looked like one big glowing dude. And I was like, yeah, you're probably going to get your ass <laughs> so, But the, uh, they made some of the best drinks I've ever had. Really? Oh, my God. They were fantastic. So you walked in. You go into this place. It's kind of dingy. It's dark. They got black lights. There's a DJ outside playing some weird, like, oh, house dude. music you, and shit. You've told me that you've gotten some pretty good Shirley Temples before. Yeah. And, and Cole 45s. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it was just really cool because the vibe there was like once you walked in and you actually got uh, got your drink and stuff, you sit down. And it's like, wow, this place is cool as shit. And we had a it was it's so much fun. Anyway, from there, we went to uh, back to Dallas and went to the JFK Museum. Yeah, which is a humbling fucking experience. Is it? Dude, it's it's kind of fucked up. Yeah, like just a well, yeah, you get to kind of go. You don't really get to go exactly where Oswald was when, you know, supposedly it happened and uh but but you look you you can actually see where the x's are where uh the shots were fired on yeah. the ground from up there oh shit so you're like right next to where this happened and then it's got this whole display and this whole museum where you can go through in the timeline and shit it's it's kind of fucked up yeah that's... yeah it's kind of fucked up and then we went upstairs to the uh the next floor because it happened on the sixth floor of the observatory right so we went to the seventh floor and they had like films playing but they had a window open that was literally directly above where the shots were fired from the sixth floor Jeez. so i looked out that window and was like it, it's first of all it's on a it's so much of a smaller scale than what you see in like the movies and, movies yeah. and tv and shit like that so when you go to see it it's like what the fuck so that was that was that was very cool, and then we went back and we just drank our faces off for the rest of the uh, remainder of the time. And then United or not United, but uh, American Airlines fucked us up, and I just got even more drunk. So, yeah. So thank you, Texas. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was fun. Home Texas. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was good. So now, earlier we were talking about ghosts and stuff, and you yeah. said that you when you had this thing happen, yeah. you felt the cold. Oh whatever. yeah, it's crazy. And you probably, yeah, I imagine you had to have talked about this before. Yeah, I think I brought it up at least, it was a long time ago that I, well, that I told for, the story. For but. new listeners, why don't you... Uh, All right, yeah, yeah. So um, Rehash the story. So I was uh, I was like 15, maybe 16 at the time. I was working at a restaurant in Strongsville, Don's Pomeroy House, in case anyone's wondering. Nice. And um, it was, uh, the, the house is super old. It was supposedly a stop on the Underground Railroad. Gotcha. So there's a lot of history, you know, in the house. And I had heard stories about it being haunted. Like, there's all the stories about how, you know, like, there's there's two parts. There's the old house, which was, like, the original building. Right. And then they added on to the one side. They called that the library. So there's all the stories about, like, you would go to one side of the building and, and blow out all the candles at the end of the night and then go to the old house and blow out all the candles. And when you come back, all the candles are relit on the other side. You know, shit like that. Wow. And uh, so I had heard all the stories and... You know, the, uh, the guy who built the house supposedly hung himself in the attic. And if you go up in the attic, like, right over the staircase, there's this fucking giant, like, wooden beam. And it's just like, yeah, I guess if he's going to do it, That's you know, like, shit it. like that. So, but there's a lot of a lot of different stories. So, one night I was, uh, <clears throat> I was busting at the time. I was a bus boy. <laughs> and uh, the way it's laid out is, is in the old house, you have, um, I guess, what used to be the front door. So, like, if you picture, you're like, you would walk in the door, and then immediately there's a set of stairs that goes upstairs, and at the top of the stairs, there's a bathroom. Okay. And then there's a couple of rooms off to the one side. There's, like, our, the one room was, like, turned into offices, and then there was a couple of private dining rooms up there, too. Like, a big one for parties, and then a small one for, like, 
two to four people. Gotcha. And then right when you would walk in the door to the right, like right up against it is the server station where they had the plates and everything like that, plates, right. glasses, all that kind of shit, and yeah. water and all that. So I was down there, and that's right at the bottom of the stairs. Gotcha. <laughs> it's Johnny. <laughs> and uh, it's so Johnny. I'm standing there at the bottom of the stairs, and uh, the other dude was upstairs getting chairs because in the bathroom there was an old shower stall that they didn't use anymore, so they put chairs in it. Gotcha. So he was in the bathroom getting chairs out, <clears throat> and I was downstairs getting plates and shit to take upstairs. And as I'm standing there just like stacking plates, the the it was that temperature drop. It just fucking... Whew, I was just like standing there just like, what the fuck? And I always say this, dude. Like You can see I'm getting goosebumps yeah. telling the story. I always get goosebumps. Because I remember, dude, it's like... It dropped, and I do remember like breathing, and like I was like, I fucking saw my breath. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And this was in the summertime, right? Yeah. And uh, so it wasn't like the door opened or somebody opened the door, whatever it was. Like the temperature dropped, and I fucking like I saw my breath for a second. I'm like, what the, the fuck is going on? And and then this fucking my, the dude that was upstairs, just I heard. <laughs> Like, down the stairs, man. Like, he, like, I don't even know. He might not even hit, like, four stairs. Like, he might have hit, like, three stairs on the way down. Just, like, fucking, rah! Right. He gets to the bottom of the stairs, and he is pale as fuck. Like, I'm like, I just looked at him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And he's like, dude. He's like, I looked. He's like, I was getting chairs out of the closet. I got, or out of the, the stall. He's like, I got one out, and I set it down. He's like, I turned to grab another one, and as I was turning around, I looked in the mirror, the bathroom mirror. Yeah. He's like, and there was a fucking old man standing behind me. Oh. He's like, and I turned around, and there was nothing there. And he's like, and that's when I came, I came running downstairs. And, like, it was still, like, cold when he was telling me this. Like, it wasn't, like, see your breath cold, but, like, it was, chilling, it was considerably, yeah. like, colder than it should have been. Right. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, that just kind of went away. And uh, And then, like, right after that, like, our manager came up. He's like, what's going on? And we're just like... Uh, like, uh, <laughs> I was just kind of like, not nothing. But after that day, like, that dude wouldn't go, he wouldn't go upstairs by himself Jeez. ever again. He never went upstairs by himself. Have someone would have to go with him. That's he would wait till somebody else crazy. was going upstairs. So. And there was a lot of other shit that happened, like, a lot of other stories I heard that, like, supposedly one of the managers was working by herself at the end of the night one night. Mm-hmm. And she was upstairs in the office and she said she heard someone come up the stairs and she was kind of like, what the fuck? And she said that an old man walked into the office, told her she was doing a good job and to keep up the good work, and then, like, walked out. And she was like... What the fuck? Well, yeah, she was just like, the <laughs> fuck is this guy? So, uh, like, he thanks? walked out and started... He headed towards the stairs. So she got up and, like, followed him. And when she got to the stairs, there was nobody there. That's Like, shit crazy. like that, yeah. And it's... Dude, it's a creepy-ass old place, man. Well, good for that old guy for, you know, yeah. applauding her. Which, yeah. so, you know, it's like he's the old man that hung himself and he's still around kind of thing. But yeah. And, like, there's some other shit about that place. Like, um, I think I've told you this, too. Like, I found out years... So, when I was working there, there was, like, this weird thing with all the mirrors. Yeah. They were always foggy and cloudy. Like, you would spray it down with, like, Windex and wipe it, and it would be clear. And then, like, it would just slowly fucking... Like, and it would be cloudy. Every fucking mirror in the place. And then I found out, like, later... Once I really you got had into like, mirrors. <laughs> it wasn't Windex. <laughs> uh, no, but I found out later on that like that's a thing like with hauntings is like the mirrors are all fucked up. Like if in like haunted houses and stuff like that, they can be like that. So that's kind of crazy. Because yeah. if you follow your haunted shit, mirrors 
a big thing. They're a gateway to hell. There's something, man. Yeah. What about you, Logan? You ever had anything like that? Uh, just Reagan scaring the fuck out of me with those damn shadow people. Yeah. It's about about the, about the closest I've ever gotten to that. I mean, I've I've. Yeah, no, not, nothing, nothing crazy. No. Wait till October, buddy. So <laughs> I'm still fucking ready. Yeah, which, by the way, and we're going to make sure that everything's set up, and all you Patreon producers, I hope you're ready for it, because yeah, we're going buddy. on an actual ghost haunting, and it's going to be like, it's going to be all three of us. We're going to be there. We're going to do the whole EMF thing. We're going to whatever. They have all the gear and everything yeah, like that. It's going to be super shit. cool, and if you guys want to hear and watch, because we're going to make sure we're video yeah. recording everything. Yeah. It's going to be pretty fun. And uh, listen, the ghost hunting or the ghost hunting that we, uh, Logan and I just did with Bill and uh, Katie and, yeah. and my wife Grace, we'll have that whenever I get the the footage and shit back yeah. or the EMF readings or whatever. We'll have that up there too. It was fun. It's a cool place, but nothing like nothing you know what I mean. Ordinary. It was cool. Yeah. It was yeah. an old uh, old uh, 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 mortuary. Yeah, more mortuary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. like. In the, base, okay. in the basement of this place, you can actually go down and see where they used to like take Keep, the blood yeah. out of people, it and like, like there the was this, and shit. there was like yeah. this low point in the floor and shit. Dude, was I was rough. going off by myself. Oh hell yeah! And Grace was just like, "I'm not doing this," and she just left. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I didn't even have a flashlight yeah. with me. It was awesome walking around this big ass warehouse so, by myself. So I've been. Uh, uh, so my my ghost story, I guess, is is kind of like a it's a cumulative thing. So I've always you don't even believe in ghosts. Though. I don't at all. But I, I, I don't, th- listening to other podcasts or whatever, and people talk about that there's two types of ghosts, ones that attach to things and ones that attach to people. people. Yeah. I feel that I used to possibly have a ghost attached to me. And the reason I say that is, is because I can remember <laughs> poor ghost. being a little kid <laughs> and hanging out. And I remember playing with a big ass, and I may have mentioned this on the, sh- on the show before. I remember playing with like my big, back in the day, we used to have metal toys fuck yeah dude i got my old tonka fire truck yes still. i had a dump truck yeah, yeah. big ass you yellow motherfucker. kill somebody yes absolutely and yourself yeah, yeah. so it's fun yeah. sharp corners and of shit. course yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you just right. drop it on your toe and you're fucked you know like, it was just fucking it weighed a ton so i remember playing with that and then my mother which would be logan's grandmother yep they were hanging out in like there was like the kitchen area and she was there with a friend of theirs and i remember that all of a sudden the music turned up really loud and it was an old analog um, back in the day if you guys don't know what an analog radio receiver is it's basically got a dial in the front with a uh, what do you it almost looks like a that goes looks across. like a ruler yeah. almost or yeah, something yeah. like that with a, a needle in yep. it that would move the stations move back and yeah. forth yeah and I I can remember my mother saying whatever the name of the ghost was I cannot remember what she used to call it but she said its name and all of a sudden the music turned down without anyone touching it. Like anyone touching it, like it just turned down. You can watch the knob just go whoop like this. And I never really thought, yeah, I guess I kind of like pushed it away. But then as I'm starting to listen to these fucking creepier podcasts and stuff like that, I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. And then I would move and wherever I moved, shit happened. Like weird shit. And nothing, I, I never, I've never seen anything. I've never had anything grab me, never had anything touch me, you know. Not, Except not. your wife, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had all kinds of sh- like crazy shit like that happen, and then it all, especially when I moved, like I, I think it all kind of stems from my my house in Cleveland that I grew up in. It was weird because I moved back there, and then the house became mine, and all kinds of shit would happen. I I would have friends that would come over and be like, "Dude, I can't stay at your house," like it's just fucking weird. I I was at the uh, okay Lorraine County Fair, <laughs> and. <laughs> Wait, hold, so, on. hold on yeah give me give me my noise there it is <laughs> and some dude 
that used to be a, uh, I, I don't know, he lived about three or four house, houses down, walked over. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? This is years after, right? I'm like, hey, dude, how, how are you? You know, he's like, oh, good. He's like, do you still live in that fucking weird-ass house over there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, because at this time I was still living there. And he was like, dude, everyone in the neighborhood thinks that's the most haunted house in the entire uh, in, in neighborhood. Like, they said that they, uh, people would see uh, a figure walking back and forth upstairs in the attic that lights would flash that all this shit would happen this is you having raves yeah, i know and i'm like dude <laughs> i'm just up there freaking being my best self you know what i'm saying like you didn't see my ween did you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd fuck me oh no. but anyway so yeah he actually said that and whatever so anyway that that's yeah, kind of no, like yeah. my experience with like the ghost shit but i've never had anything malicious happen yeah no i've never either. yeah not that i can think of off the top of my head no i had that weird shit happen in my house which uh, did I ever? So we went over there one time uh, yeah. for a crawfish, crawfish boil. boil yeah. yeah, we went, went over to record a bunch of stuff, and we were recording all day and all night, and blah, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, shit didn't work. Now it could have been the ghost, or it could have been that I'm an EMP, or it could be the ghost attached to you is the EMP. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. There it is. Maybe. Good. That was Maybe good. that ghost is just fucking shit up. Maybe it's still. I mean, don't tell my wife. <laughs> Dear God, don't say anything to her. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so that's a good thing. Yeah, that's good. Because she'd be like, you uh, got to go to a hotel. <laughs> Where's the sage? Get the sage. Right. Yeah, we can fucking party then. Yeah, forever. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we could. Until the EMP just fucks everything up. <laughs> <laughs> so passengers, we really hope you enjoyed our... I guess trying to tell the Union House of Missouri and the screaming yeah, we were and the telling craziness. the story of the Union House, man. Yeah. The and uh, screaming. It, it was it was hard to find a lot of information on it because it's yeah. all come from it comes like from I one said, source. I, I listened to a bunch of different podcasts, and it was just it's all the same stuff. It's all the same because it literally is. It's one telling. This guy. Yeah, it's one telling. So listen, join us next week where we're going join to us. be. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, we do this little thing called our, our creepy. Um, oh, we're getting creepy? I've decided we're going to go to creepy West Virginia. Oh, 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 oh. So, yes, make sure you're here with us next week because we're going to be talking about everything creepy in West Virginia, at least the uh, creepiest. I, I've actually kind of started on it already. Have you really? And I found the perfect <laughs> ending for the episode. Oh, great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited about it because, it, obviously, if you guys are new listeners, I am from West Virginia, God. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and we'll be heading down there this weekend to go see my old man, Logan's grandfather, for Father's Day coming up. Woo! And uh, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there because our episode will drop after that next week. But happy uh, happy Father's Day. When is Father's Day? Sunday. Whatever. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday. So happy Father's Day to all you fathers and to all you mothers. <laughs> my kids don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Father's Day. They're like, fuck you. I'm like, all right. I guess that's where we're at. You're the reason I'm here. <laughs> so listen, make sure to stop over to our official website, themidnighttrainpodcast.com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet super merchandise. Sweet. Super sweet. Where you can find our fecal fighter shit-eating robot t-shirt. Yeah. The super popular Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt. Boosh. Which, Boosh. Which right? Got it right here. Moody's <laughs> <laughs> actually wearing it as we speak. Yep. And the switchblade-wielding jersey raccoon t-shirt, which yeah. is so awesome. And a bunch more coming up. Um, like we're going to be have the the speed one coming up soon. Impossible. Imp- speed impossible, which is just. <laughs> when you guys see this shirt, it's so ridiculous. 
Oh, I love making the ridiculous ones. It's so fun. <laughs> and listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Hey, well, how can they help keep the steam in our engines? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button or at Patreon.com forward slash TheMidnightTrainPodcast. Now listen. You gotta type that shit out there. Yeah. We know that we are not your typical podcast. And we actually pride ourselves on that. We're okay with that. Yeah, we're 100% okay with that. We're not your typical thing. It's three guys sitting in a room, drinking some beers, bullshitting about some creepy stuff that we think is interesting. I like it. And, uh, you know, know, that's all it is. So If you like us, thank you. Yes. Thank you for the support. You guys are awesome. Yes. And if you don't like us, you can fuck off. That's it. Fuck it. That's literally... That's it. For as little as five Just, bucks a month. What? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, now I have to. You have to now. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of shit like a custom shirt, custom poster, custom sticker, bonus episodes like, you know, the, the, what we're going to be doing t- soon, tonight. You better hurry, dude. I got to be back at work at fucking three in the morning. Yeah, so. you do. It's going to be the uh, the Bible we're doing, right? The Bibli. Yeah. Devil's Bibli. Devil's, Devil's Bibli. And I'm working on two other ones right now. Are you really? Yeah. Good. I got a couple more uh, in the pot, too. So oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. So if you want to hear those bonus episodes specifically for our Patreon producers, make sure you sign up over there. And, uh, you know, so if you're a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is for you. For those of you, rather leave a one-time donation because you know, you're like, you know, these guys are cool, but you have commitment issues. We get it. You can use the email address, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com over at PayPal. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, please share the Midnight Train to everyone. It takes only a couple of minutes, and word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes and bonus episodes. We honestly can't thank you guys enough, and we know it's been kind of fucked up lately, but you, we just, you guys are so awesome, and we love you deeply, deeply, like in some perverted ways that we can't talk about on here. <laughs> oh, wait, did I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, I didn't hear anything. No, you didn't hear anything? No. Okay, no, good. Sorry. The inner no. monologue. Sorry. And if you think that he was talking about you, he was. <laughs> I <Yeah>. absolutely was. <laughs> So listen, thank you again, and now it's time to talk about our superhero Patreon producers. Where is my fucking noise at, Moody? <laughs> thank you to... <laughs> you dick. <laughs> to Colleen Cox, Shannon Valiando, <laughs> Mac Darty, Gina Madison, uh, Janet Sherell, Heather Gilmore, Laura Randall, Chad Flint... Our boy, yeah, Cheryl buddy. Pierce, who was down in uh, Texas, and yeah, uh, I wish and we you didn't out. go to visit. I wish we could have hung out. You're an I'm asshole. Sorry. I am an asshole. Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Yep, yep. Make sure you check out the Fun Box Podcast. Christina Skelton and what Jessica Bartlett. Oh shit, that's early. <laughs> Jessica Skelton or Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartlett. Oh my god. <laughs> Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome. Yeah, where are they from? From the Sister Skelton yes. podcast. All right. Not the Sister Skeleton. They just did a, uh, uh, their new episode was uh, Haunted Amusement Parks and shit. And there was uh, two of them from Ohio, at least. Yeah? The Kings Island and Chippewa Lake. Kings Island? Yeah, that's, you never, yeah, there's some haunted shit in Kings Island. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I told them, I was like, yeah, we got it. And they were like, well, you guys got a lot of creepy shit in Ohio. I was like, yeah, well, we got the hauntings. You guys got the raccoons. That's right. <laughs> Fair trade. Yeah. Uh, Maria Gibbs, 
Chainsaw. What the fuck? There it is. Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and, of course, our buddy Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. If you want your name to be mentioned on the show, please become a Patreon producer because, uh, honestly, like we're just we're doing things like this, uh, this ghost hunt that's yeah, going to be man. coming up, and it's all going to be... Um, you guys are the reason we're doing it. Yep. You're the only reason we can do it. Yeah. We're a bunch of broke motherfuckers. Truth. So thank you guys very much. Me and, uh, for me that. and Logan both found out that we both woke up today with negative four dollars in our bank account. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so between uh, the two of us, we're in the whole eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stop buying Colt forty five. <laughs> Fucking shit. I took that out of my kid's piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> so listen walking into the <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening and make sure you're checking out the bonus stuff because uh patreon producers we got some cool stuff coming up yep, for yep. you so stay safe out there passengers and yeah man as always choo choo motherfuckers now go home and get your fucking shine box Turns into maggot pie Your liver starts to liquefy And for the living all is well As you sink further into hell And the flames rise up to drag you down Into the fire where you will drown Your skin melts off as you descend And Satan tears you limb from limb Your suffering will never Someday you'll be the one to die And when death brings his cold despair Ask yourself, will anyone care?